Thanks for tuning in to the Let's Get Ready Network, the place for coverage of all the things you love. On this feed, we cover movies, TV, video games, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can do so on our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. And please leave a rating and a review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. So to today... Two you have to hit two buttons now. It's, you hit the one... And it says, oh, okay. Yeah, and then you have to hit it again. It's like, are you sure or whatever? It's like, yeah, like, I go out of my way to not hit the live button. Are you you a certain person? Like, are you sure about love stuff? Uh, No. Well, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where this is going. I'm going to say yes, I am certain. Yeah, and one of the problems of having OCD is that you never something about it, anything. It, that's why it's called the doubt syndrome. You doubt exactly. everything. The only thing that you don't doubt is Flat yeah. Earth and Pokemon. <laughs> you don't doubt Flat Earth? Is that what you said? Yeah, I mean, you don't, you don't believe that the Flat Earth exists. No. <laughs> By the way, Today is August 20th. Yeah. You know what that means? I do not know what it means. I know this has been like uh, in this week or whatever. There's been lots of things going on throughout history. But yes, go ahead. What what does August 20th mean? August 20th means shave day. It's the oh, day that uh, I shave. My God. And you couldn't uh, what, do it before the show? I did it before the show. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I think you missed you missed the spot. No, yes. no, this this is has I'm contractually obligated to keep what? this intact. Is that true? Yes. Hmm. That seems difficult. Okay, so and I like it, and I like. So here's my question: Why I was shaving? I was thinking about you. Oh well, I appreciate that. It's very very cute, right? Mm-hmm. How you are with your shaving uh, habits? How do you mean? Like, do you have a routine? Do you shave every day? Do you shave every day, uh, if they are not day? Like, one day, one day, no, one day yeah. off or day on. Actually, how you uh, do? Uh, I have what's called sensitive skin because I'm a sensitive, sensitive man, as you well know. Oh, oh, yeah, very, very caring. But yeah, I have sensitive skin, so it actually bugs me to no end when I shave. But uh, my wife absolutely hates when I don't shave. So I'm She doesn't like facial hair at all. At all. She doesn't like anything. She doesn't like five o'clock shower. Nothing like anything. At least not on me. Like she she doesn't like facial hair or she doesn't like hair. Like Well she wouldn't want me to she wouldn't want me to be bald. So I'm gonna say facial hair. Just facial but like uh, how about the hair like the rest of your body? Oh she doesn't give a shit about that. She just uh, like she doesn't give a shit about it. No. Just my face there are some women and men that, that that don't like body hair at all. Yeah, yeah. I'm not the biggest fan of body hair, to be honest with you. Oh, I never really spend too much time thinking about. It. I just think that's a, it's an awful lot of work. Like, uh, I honestly, uh, I, like it's not that big a deal to me that I can go three, four days without shaving easy. Sometimes a little more. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I I just couldn't imagine. Like having to maintain my whole body, like uh, now, like, uh, like with my hair and stuff like that. Even let's just say my hair, I have haven't owned a well, I haven't owned a brush or a comb in twenty some years. I just 
puts them in my hands and go like this. That's it. My entire like, you don't use like you don't use like some you don't use gel. You don't use like... yeah, but yeah, I, I I use some kind of product and it's different. One of my best friends is my is my hairdresser and stuff like that. We've known each other since we were kids. Wait, he's, he's a hairdresser. He's a barber. She is. That's super. She ah, she is. Yeah, she's she. a hairdresser. Yeah, so. Yeah, so uh, I think uh, when she does my hair, it's co uh, considered community service because she's probably done some kind of crime that I don't know. Probably, probably, yeah, like I know. changed barbers and hairdressers like for my whole life. I had a friend that was a barber, but he I met him throughout the Dune community like, and he was a nice guy, but he didn't age well. You might know a little bit of not aging well. <sighs> don't get me started. We can't, he, we, he, can't he, we can't all age well. All right. He he he. Let's say he got that eighty-year-old grumpy guy hmm. on his studies. Oh boy. So I was like, I'm not going to hang out with you anymore, even <laughs> if that means no more free haircuts. And okay. and ever since like, I have been with Star, I've been letting her cut my hair. So not only to save money, but she do it the way that she likes. She keeps missing a spot too. No, she actually, she actually is a fan of my hang of my of my head long. Mm -hmm. And uh, but like when it comes like to like a shaving, like uh, my facial hair, I'm not very fan of my facial hair. Mm -hmm. There was a point in my life that I actually had a beard. A really, beard. I had a beard yes. too. I'll talk about uh, it. And I regret that. that. And I regret that. It was regret because it? like yeah, I, I have some failures here. So it was more like it was becoming like a neck beard, and I hate neck beards. I hate this part at all. Like I don't understand the concept why there is hair on your neck. Yeah, it's uh, it's annoying. It's annoying as shit. But usually, like, I know that some women like like a little bit of hair, like when it's a little bit short, and like starting one of them. So I usually I was from like shaving every week, so like every Saturday or Sunday to a system of at m more or less 10 days. So every 10th and every 20th is shave day, and I pick and choose between 30, 31, and the first. Wow. The okay. So every 10 days you shave? Not more or less, yes. Sometimes yeah. it's 9 days, sometimes it's 11, but normally 10 days is, is the average, and it works good, you know? I wouldn't be but able to... But is that the only thing that I shave, though? No, but look, family like, show. This is a family show. Yeah, that's definitely not a family show. Like I, I found a way to describe this show after almost what one year and a half now. Uh, I would say that like now that we have the dinner table, like yeah. their whole concert's like to have a dinner party, mm -hmm. which is too fancy, in my opinion. LJRN after snark it is a bar talk. Yeah, sure. Yep, because. We show up usually early 
and we sometimes go out a bit later than you should be. That's mm-hmm. the best part. The best bar days are the ones that you get a little bit earlier than usual, and you get later a little bit more than you. Not too much late, but later than you, you should mm-hmm. actually you would be. Uh, but I think the difference that, of course, we're not in a bar, and sometimes there is not much, that many alcohol. But the whole idea that we basically talk about anything and look like experts, we don't, we know, we don't know about shit. You got that right. We are experts, pal. Uh, one thing I'll say, yeah, I like that analogy quite a bit. Also, because whenever I go out to the bar, uh, and also whenever I'm done with the show, my wife gets angry at me. Either way, so yeah. So yeah. I think I think we I think we finally found the best description that LGR after and after snark is the bar talk. I remember when uh, I I saw you uh, recently. We'll plug the show. You uh, did the uh, the the reaction to the last three episodes of secret invasion. We can talk about that mm-hmm. for a minute too. Um, and you were talk- and you were, when you were doing your plugs, you were talking about it. And I was thinking like, yeah, that's right. But I was thinking like, if they're the dinner party, we were the guys that were hired to cater it and had to do, sit back and watch, do the dishes while everyone's out having fun. They get all yeah. these guests and stuff like that. And we're just sitting here. We're going to have, we're going to have now, and then we're going to go fucking as soon as they fall asleep. We've already copied. So, we're going to go loot the place. I'll explain this to Star the other day. And by the way, she she greeted you. She told me to tell you that she can't believe that you're still alive. Oh, that's very nice. How dare she? This is unbelievable. <laughs> um, in Brazil, like, and we have like a bar culture. So usually uh, we don't have like pub culture. But like we have like mm-hmm. what we call boteco. Basically, okay. it's a bar, usually in a corner of the street, or like uh, takes the whole street, so you can have like you have the inside and outside, and you basically go there and you order tons and tons of beer and can smoke how much you want, like in the street with the allowed, cars and stuff. You're still allowed to smoke in Brazil, like inside. Outside, what I mean, like it's oh, it's better, it's better outside. I like to go to. With tacos that are outside because I, I I can smoke obviously like it also depends there are some laws like if you have like a uh, a lane you know outside in the street you can't smoke under that but you can literally like get two centimeters out of that and smoke like some yeah. crazy rules like that but I uh, I like botecos more than than the fancy bars or anything like that the fancy beer just just give me whatever you want. Because, like, Brazil has its own labels of beer. But yeah. a lot of them, they are corn-based beer. Like a Stella Artois? Like Stella Artois. Mm-hmm. I'd say that some of them even taste better than Stella. But that, that that's the, the thing that I was, like, for a long part of my life. That's what I, like, do the most, like, when I want to hang out with friends, like, go to a... Tabotech or maybe or some things to eat. Sometimes not. Depends on the place. Depends how much you trust in the place. Because <laughs> right. they're not fancy. They're they're not fancy. They are not. They're corner, they're corner bars. They're neighborhood corner bars. Kind of like what yeah. my bar is. Sort of. Yeah, like it's not the place that you usually go. And it depends on, of course, in the person. Like, like when I when I uh, brought Star to. A bar. I, we, I go to a little Madam, bit, a little bit. Madam fancy. Satan. Is it? Is it LGR? No, Madam, Madam Satan's favorite. Madam Satan's. 
No, no, no. Madison is not a bar. Madison is a nightclub. Okay. Uh, uh, but I, I brought her to, to not not fancy bar, but it was a bar and a restaurant. So you could either like you can do both on that. It, it is a nice restaurant. Sure. But but in that case, we went to just like to to get drinks and stuff, like not to eat or anything like that. Uh, but I think that's the the true description of the show is like it's the bar culture mm-hmm. in podcast form yeah speaking of which like also, uh I, we're out of here we're gonna fight a couple of guys and stuff too look i never been in a bar fight yeah me me neither how many bar farts you now you, you have been bar farts it's part of your job descriptions being part of bar, bar uh, farts Part of the description is to make sure that they don't happen, Danny. Yeah, but sometimes they do happen, and you have to be the guy to separate, right? That's why I've done that. And kick them out or call the police or anything like that. Did it ever happen to you, like, uh, that a bar fight that got really ugly? Um, Like, the move seems that everybody begins to fight everyone, like, for no, no, no reason no, at all. No, no, I've never had that. I've had, yeah, I've had idiots come in and uh, uh, grab, like, pool cues and break them and stuff like that and, like, those kind of fights, but, yeah. So, in your bar, there there, there are, like, poofs. I'm sorry? In your bar, there are poofs. Like, there are poofs. Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah, there's a couple pool tables. There's some dartboards. There's, uh, in Manitoba, we have uh, uh, VLTs, like, slot machines, all Mm -hmm. kinds of slot machines, and that's really what kept the... Oh, that's legal. Oh yeah, yeah. It's hey. and it's run. It's all run by the government. So really, yeah. So it's not like we we make some money. We make enough money off it to like keep the lights on and stuff like do, that. Do people get money from the lot of machines? Oh yeah. Well, that's the reason. Yeah. Yeah. Like how like how like in a lucky day, like how much I got can get like from that lot of machines. With our machines, it's a cap. It's capped out. And for the longest time, that meant you could only win a thousand dollars, and it was like that for twenty-five years or something like that. Uh, and then they added some games where, uh, if you do this, this, and this, you can actually win twelve hundred and fifty dollars. And then, like two years later, they just upped it and said, "Well, if you uh, if you hit the max and do all these other shit or whatever, you can actually win twenty-five hundred dollars." So twenty-five hundred dollars. Yeah, that's the that's the most. Uh, you can win. That's good money. Yeah, it's pretty good. So it's so there. I'll never win it. I don't. I don't gamble. Like, so I don't know. So it's not just like things rolling and you have to. There's, there's, yeah, the three the, sevens. Well, for the most part, it is. Like you'll never. I don't think there's too many people that win just by hitting the thing. You have to get bonuses and stuff like that. There's bonus games that you have to yeah. get this, get three or get five of a kind of a thing or whatever, and then it sends you into another screen where you can. I never gambled in my life either. Like the most, the closest thing that I did, like it was back when, when I was uh, between college, school and college, I was like in those preparation courses for the big tests to enter universities. It would basically function as the fourth year of high school in Brazil. There's only three, so right. I yeah. mean, as far as the fourth year that summarizes all the three years, and sometimes people, depending what what what. School, the one I get sometimes is the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, the eighth, the ninth, the tenth year of high school. <laughs> uh, and like, I, I went to 
couple of like colleagues like hounds and play like poker betting. Yeah. Very, very little amounts of money. That's the most gambling that I ever did in my life. Uh, I'm not a huge gambler. Uh, Tanya enjoys gambling uh, as we can go to Vegas or whatever quite a bit. Well, usually most of our rooms are comp because, again, she enjoys gambling. But she's actually pretty good at it. Like, I, I would say uh, when you say pretty good, I mean, she's lucky, but she knows what she's doing or whatever. For me, I see something flashing or whatever, and I say, okay, I'll play. And I'll throw in $5, all right? And that's hard for me. Like, right. My hand's shaking when I put it in. Uh, and I'll play for a bit. But I have that – luckily, I have that gene where it's just like I can't imagine keep throwing money into this machine and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I lose and I get mad. Like, I, I, I don't like gambling. I like winning. If I win all like, the time, it'd be great. That, that's the same for me. Like, for me, uh, money for me is something that is important. So, like, just throwing away by chances for me is ridiculous. But gambling is, like, it's something that is interesting because it is the biggest evidence that the concept of addiction is, is not just, like, drugs and chemistry and biological and physical reasons has a lot to do with psychological oh, yeah. I, I even heard like a good neuroscientist like in some podcasts even saying that like the concept of addiction is not even like something that technically is scientific like like you could say that the brain the human brain itself it's akin to create habits so and it's akin to rewiring so of course if you're using drugs of course there are chemicals and physicals and sometimes even biological stuff that it's on the table but like something like the concept of addiction the concept of you being addicted to drugs or to gambling is not that much of being addicted to a routine or some way of doing stuff like they call everything habits you can have bad habits and you can have good habits. Gambling's an addiction. It's characterized as an addiction, uh, at least here in Canada, because f for us to sell alcohol, we have to pass a course called, well, now it's called It's Good Business, but it's had many names. And it's just a money grab, basically, by the government, but whatever, it doesn't matter. So you have to be able to look out for certain things. Now, mm -hmm. um, we have, like, in the same test, you're talked about how to tell the warning signs of people uh, with alcohol when they start going over when they're starting to get into what they call they have like the the stoplight system or whatever green right yellow light red light and stuff like that so you have to notice when people are starting getting at that yellow light how to slow down slow them down and blah 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 but it's the same thing with gambling and stuff like that too like i remember when uh we, we call them vlts here when they first started coming out and this is in the 90s um there used to be like really no limit you could throw as much money as you could. There were certain laws, like you weren't allowed to have a bank machine within, like within, I don't know, a certain amount of feet or whatever of any of the, mm -hmm. of the machines. And if mm -hmm. we have casinos and stuff like that, and casinos weren't allowed to have machines, like bank machines in them at all. Um, so yeah, just to make that walk a little bit different. But um, I guess when it first started coming out, there was a guy who was just constantly, he, threw his entire paycheck into the uh into the vlts and not only that he like borrowed money from his house through all that into the vlts and he ended up killing himself 
So now there are now there are limits. Like for the longest time, you're only allowed to put a twenty dollar bill in. Um, you had to put on the machine or whatever how long you were intended to play for, like sixty minutes or what, like fifteen, thirty, forty five, sixty. Of course, interesting. It doesn't matter. Like you could sit at the same machine and then when the money runs out. You put another bill in. It asks you how long you want. Exp- expect to play for it's not like they took a biologic symbol of you or something like that mm-hmm. so, yeah it doesn't really matter look in brazil i, I never really took a because in brazil casinos are actually banned they they were banned in late 90s i think or 2000s mm-hmm. uh which is actually nowadays creating a big ass problem with those whole betting and online casinos like people don't like don't know like how to do if they should be regulated if they should also should be banned like you shouldn't be able to access in brazilian territories uh, actually has been a mess well like yeah gambling is definitely something that did not interest me at all yeah that's a it's a I, good habit not to have i feel or whatever like i'm still yeah. responsible enough where i can say like if i do it every once in a blue moon um it's fine i don't but it's like they say don't gamble what you can't afford to lose so yeah. I like lose. If I lose five bucks, I lose five bucks. If I lose twenty bucks, even though I can afford it, I get mad. I get yeah. angry, and it's like so. It, it, yeah, and and there's a definitely different uh, way that I deal with that. So it's like eh, five bucks every once in a while, play for a couple minutes. Now uh, I can play a game like like there's the slot games and stuff like that, but there's also like video poker, and so video poker you can play a lot longer i i feel on just like a quarter or whatever as long as i don't double up i can just keep playing and playing well mm-hmm. tanya tanya's playing her other games and stuff like that but as soon as i see that wonder woman game in vegas i'm gonna go play the wonder woman game because it's playing the wonder woman song danny <laughs> the 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 one from like gaga no the the yep. or the the classic yeah the 1970s linda carter wonder woman yeah so fun so yeah i just uh re-watched that uh first episode of wonder woman from the 70s it holds up there you go really why did you watch it it was just available or whatever and i saw it and it's like god damn i'm gonna watch this yeah and it's still the same thing it's like uh takes place starts off in the 40s and uh yeah there's nazis she beats up nazis in it which is always no. fun. I think it's like, a lot. I mean, it's, a, it's an easy story to tell. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and the, the, that Steve Trevor uh, crash lands on uh, her island. Uh, she tricks her mom. Into, basically, they just stole uh, uh, the first half of the Wonder Woman movie from that pilot or whatever that they did for yeah, the but, like, they but then they added, in, they added in that awesome scene from World War II. That's the best part of that whole, maybe the best thing like, that the universe ever did. Like, it's also, you have to, like, it's the same thing. Like, if you're going to tell a Batman story, begin a Batman story, it's going to begin with his parents dying with destruction of crazy for Superman, Spider-Man get beaten by spiders, stuff like that. Like, so. Would you consider, awesome like, the, the origin story of Wonder Woman, would you consider on that same side of part where it has to follow these things? I don't know if it would. Yeah, yeah I, I like the. I, I think it's it's part of the universe, you know. Yeah. So, so yeah, we talk quick about 1970s TV shows, and like I was saying, I was I wanted to talk about more like music stuff and like that, but 
this week was mm-hmm. Elvis's the the anniversary of Elvis's mm-hmm. death. Forty six mm-hmm. friggin' years ago or whatever. I remember it like yesterday. Mm-hmm. And that I I don't remember yesterday at all. I, like I at all. But yeah, I, I do remember I don't remember anything to do with that. Uh, just I, I've always had people tell me like they remember where they were, or whatever, when they heard that Elvis yeah. died. And where do you, what are the, some of the things like some of the musical artists, anything like that? Like, do you have those kind of moments where you remember where you were when they died? I have a couple. All the artists, no. Like all the artists that I like, uh, they're alive. Besides <laughs> world, besides worlding that I. That I told a couple of episodes ago with Star, mm-hmm. yeah, that he died like uh, almost five years ago now, mm-hmm. uh, no more than five years now, almost six. Well, it would be, be six by the end of the year. He died in the same day that that Last Jedi was released, <laughs> so kind of easy to remember. Well, uh, December seventeenth, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Well, that's yeah. the same day as my brother's birthday and my nephew's birthday. One of which really? is still around. One of which is still around. Well, it's it's uh, but like I is no like I was too, like I was too young to remember Ayrton Senna's death. Ayrton Senna was one of the Brazilian oh, icons, yeah, yeah. but I was too I was like one year young or not even like that. It was not my four, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I I was old enough to remember nine eleven. Well, of course, we talked about that. Uh, we talked about time, that so. a few times, but like, uh, no, not like something like Elvis' death, anything like that. I remember. I think the clearest one uh, for me would be uh, Kurt Cobain, obviously. Kurt Cobain. Yeah, I remember uh, being at work. I worked at a place called Eastside Mario's. I can't remember if it changed over to Pomodori's by then. It was, mm-hmm. the, it was the same place. I just called Eastside Marist. It doesn't matter. Uh, and I remember being in the back talking with my buddy Jay Berlin. And uh, see that guy up. with the mustache that me and Ferris stick for you? <laughs> no, no, that's my buddy Julio. And how Julio. dare? Oh, yeah. How dare you guys? How dare yeah, you? Yeah, and I he had a nice mustache. Oh my god! Yeah. Well, well yeah. I, he was a. Uh, he was happy to hear that that he impressed uh, with his mustache. Maybe you should, uh, maybe you should try and emulate his that mustache style. No, go, go full handlebar. Why not? You're no, you're no. almost there. You're almost there. The star doesn't improve. Yeah, well, yeah. We so talked I, about that. Oh my god. Uh, I've shown. I think I've shown you the pictures. Like I grew a beard once, one time. Um, it, it was for thirty days. I had it. Uh, it was a full beard. Yeah, I thought it looked fine. And yes, I shaved all this part off because that's the part I couldn't stand. But I had like the beard part, so it looked like beard. Part. Yeah, there'd be a part on the face. Yeah, the, the yeah. thing I also don't, don't the like neck, the, side, the neck, neck looks like shit. So, uh, yeah. So I said, well, I'm never gonna grow a mustache or anything like that. So I'm gonna shave this off in pieces or whatever and take pictures of myself. So yes, I have a one picture. Yeah, with, I saw, with, yeah, with the Lemmy style mustache that goes like this and then up and around. That picture is the picture of me that Tanya hates more than anything in the world. She hates anything. Wow. I hated that. I, I had that for literally 30 seconds. I just did it. 
went and took a picture you of myself. Used, I, I remember this picture. You used that as your Discord picture for, for some, quite some time. Oh, did I? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well. When, when this conversation was really brought up. I always thought it was funny. I always thought it was a funny picture. No, it's he, a funny. He, yeah, did yeah, not, I, he did not find it funny. Like, it doesn't look like you. It doesn't like... It's not your style. I wouldn't say, like, that's something that fits narc. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I was thinking about you said that you wanted to talk more about music. But here's the thing. Yeah. Like, the problem of you and music... And this is because I got feedback from people that actually watches and listens about the show. Sure. Is that, and hopefully he's watching this, because I, once again, I'm going to make fun of him. When you talk about music, you go to Justin Mode. Go to Justin? No, you go to Justin Mode. You can't oh, okay. shut up about it. Okay, yeah, sure. That's right. So I have to keep you in check because. There are two things that that uh, you and Justin are similar. First, the age. Second, how dare you, sir? Anyways, go ahead. And second, the the not shutting up about a subject that you love. But actually, that has made me thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, the possibility of the future of we discussing a music channel. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying this out there. Dylan was supposed to be like, oh my god, not this again. Like, something I'm... to discuss in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Would I, yeah. Would I love to do a music channel? Yeah, of course. Would I love to talk music as, as much as I can? Yes, I would. Uh, but yeah, we have to do it in a way that's going to be interesting and fun and stuff like that i think it's fun i'm gonna always yeah. think it's interesting because even though yes it is entertainment music is like its own thing i don't think like the algorithm is going to that okay. see i told her that would be her reaction like yeah look if there's a guy wailing we're gonna it's cover everything it's at least they don't have a politics should. channel Oh yeah, like actually, don't 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 do that. Uh, look, look. Uh, I think we should discuss this at some point because I do think that, like, there is a a channel, a big channel in Brazil that actually is about airplanes and music, and that channel works very well. But I, I think it's more about the airplanes. Never. Yeah. Uh, now the politics channel, it's it's a little bit. More, it does has a lot of views. Politics channel oh, it actually does have get a, views. Let's have a religion channel too. No. There's but it's more tricky. There's two things you just don't talk about. You don't talk about politics. You don't talk about religion. Yes, it's, you it's, do. It's it's what makes up. It's what makes party like the big rules at parties. You don't talk religion. You don't talk politics. At parties, no. But but like at, at bar talks, yes. Like I, I, there's still no such thing as a taboo topic. Yeah. Well, like we've, we've talked politics. I think quite a bit. I think it's worthy of discussion internally within the OGR company. Mm-hmm. That being said, though, like I was very surprised that I have been doing this show for almost four months now, not when being a computer. And just yeah. recently, I've been using actually my phone with these earbuds because you told me that the sound actually goes very well, and I heard myself, it's, actually. It's, mu- it's much better. It is much better. Like, I, can the actually, I, I, actually, I understand what you're saying. Most of the time, I, you'd see me nod along. It's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
No, yeah, like they. I was not. I was not like. Uh, I, I was surprised how, how good actually it is the microphones of those earbuds. What I'm using is like because previously I was using Star's tablet a lot. Uh, I tried to use the phone about the 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 the, the earbuds, but for for some reason these phones sometimes go crazy with the audio. Yeah. Uh, like so on the. Since we're in the top of music and audio, like, are you are your buds guy or your big ear? I'm like, still, ear I'm, still phones? An, I'm, I'm still an earphone. Like as you can, see, I still I'm an earphones guy. Like when uh, I like uh, with my phone I have now I don't have a, uh, uh, a P2 point, an, an, an earport like a like a phone jack or whatever. P2 the P2 entrance. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so I'm gonna, that, I'm gonna yeah, have to you them. should know that that's a P2 entrance. The the, the little pointy thing is called P2. Use, we use a much bigger, which is called P10, <laughs> which I don't care. It's a jack. That's all I care. And the P is for penis. Oh, see, that's it. P2 is a small penis. P10 is a bigger penis. That's oh, a bragger. Then that's not that. That's, 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 that's big bragger. <laughs> That's actually not why it's called P. I don't well, know. I hope, I hope, I hope not. I hope but, but it's it phallic. Yeah, it's, it would make a lot of sense. They're, they are called, and it's called a male and a female end. So there you go. So like, you you have been in, in this earth for a long time. So like, uh, you you probably have heard music and audio like in very very different forms since the Vitrolin to, uh, <laughs> to. To you know, Bluetooth ear was like, what is your favorite way of listening to to music and then audio in general, like podcasts? My my, what is my favorite music to listen to? No, 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 no. See, that's the problem getting old. You don't pay attention. What is the best format that you like listen audio, like music, podcast stuff like that, radio. I don't know if you're a radio guy. Do you like listening in the car, in the right land, in the TV? Do you have like this is something that people don't have like anymore, like those audio sets, you know, stuff like that. I don't know yeah. if you have a home theater, your earbuds, big big uh, earphones, guy. Like how 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 do you do it? Uh, the best way to listen to music, uh, hard to tell, uh, like my favorite way to listen to music is still, uh, with a, a record player with, by vinyl. It's, it mm -hmm. just, it sounds more natural. Now, when, uh, you're listening to MP3s and stuff like that, everything sounds good. Everything sounds clear and stuff like that. Uh, mm -hmm. it's, I have nothing against it. I love it. Um, mm -hmm. But there's a huge difference when you actually listen to vinyl. It's just more physical. Drums sound better. Drums feel better. Like you can feel it. Like and just that little that little um, hiss that the needle makes and stuff like that should get you very excited. Like uh like uh yeah, I'll take this. Hold on one second. Like here, right beside me, I have my stereo, my record player. Uh, some records uh there's a mask over here so yeah so and i have a big space or whatever and i have speakers over there and stuff like that so by the way no no show show, show the corner again that is corner? dark oh like that's my, the like... big that's the beginning of uh, a fucking horror tiktok like you can see like a black shape on the corner probably that is probably like the second part of the photographs of the show 
Well, yeah, I'm not allowed to show you inside that chest uh, just because uh, it hasn't been. Yeah, there's a right that you have to do. And then the ghost mm -hmm. comes up. Not a big deal. Actually, that's where uh, my wife's office is over there and the kid lives over there and there's a bathroom over there. So, so yeah, I, it is horrifying. It's horrifying over so there. So for you, listen to vinyl. It's the yeah. best way to listen to music. 100%. And it's not close. There's nothing that there's nothing that compares. There's a reason why uh, vinyl has become now the highest uh, selling form of media for music. It's it's outselling CDs and stuff like that again. It just it's just it not only does it is it just better like physically like to have an album or whatever it has a huge amount of art in it. You, there's gatefolds. There's so much going on. Uh, but it, it just sounds so much better. And you get the heavy, get the 180 gram stuff, guys. It's better. It sounds nice. Like this, this is one of the things that actually, like, through college, like, we had a lot of audio, like, like radio slash audio specific classes, music specific classes. Like, I would say that uh, I, I would have a lot of radio stuff, but I had, like, the engineering of sound class. Uh, they would call it sound editing class, but basically sound engineering class. Yeah. And I also have the language of music class, which I will always joke with my my teacher, which is actually a good friend of mine. I haven't talked to him in a while. I should talk to him. <laughs> that was like music class. <laughs> but actually, we'd go through the history of music and like, since like fucking medieval stuff to Beethoven, Mozart, and nowadays like stuff that is important for you to understand like the concept of soundtracks sure. and stuff like that uh for film scores uh but yeah there is a lot of technical aspects to to vinyl that, that i know of that yes it's why it's considered the best way to reproduce music uh they got it right the, early they got it right that, early. like that is one of the that's actually one of the things that being the the last batch of the Gen Y or millennial generation, you'd say, because we have seen the death of the analog knowledge and the rise of digital at our young age. So actually, when I was born, like my mom had this big as recorder that which was at the same time a vinyl, like you could play vinyl and you could have like literally like those small audio tapes too. And I don't think you'd play CDs, but like it's like three on one stereo, you know, like it was great. And it was a radio too. So vinyl radio and, mm -hmm. and, and, and tape basically. So when I was young, I, I, I would listen to music, listen to either vinyl tape or the radio only one. But I never actually like, I don't remember now like don't i can't really remember listening to sounds through vinyl uh yes but i'm just laughing about the uh, taping and that's what i grew up on uh like we had finals and stuff like that sure but you couldn't really like no one could put a vinyl in their car except for elvis elvis had a record player in his car but uh mm -hmm. yeah no it was tapes and in, before that even it was eight tracks a track for the shit I remember as a kid, and they were just much bigger. Uh, the sound was really good. The tape is so wide on it, uh, like it's compared to like a cassette tape or whatever. That's it's only about that. But mm -hmm. like, a, tra a track had a much bigger tape on it, so it could hold. It just had more depth to it. Um, it was difficult, 
like there was no fast forward like everything was built into channels kind of thing so you'd get like three or four songs per channel or whatever and then it would have like four different things or whatever you could hit so you couldn't just fast forward to the next song you couldn't just play the next song there's advantages and disadvantages i remember when cds came out remember the first cds um was a was a godsend you had a you had a disc man oh i i had a disc man i had a walkman I had a yeah, Walkman in the like in the eighties when it was like rad or whatever. It's like I had and then he had this man. I felt pretty lucky. So I had a Walkman, and yeah, I had the Ghetto Blasters. I like when you're saying tape players. Like I had everything that played tapes, everything mm-hmm. that played tapes. And they used that like it used to be in the day. You can get blank tapes, and you'd have to listen to the radio. It sucks. The radio still sucks. It sucks as hell, uh, especially in Canada because we have to listen to so much Canadian music. It's so much shit. But uh, yeah, you'd have to wait and then record off the radio when the next song was coming up or whatever. And you'd, that's where mixtapes started coming in. You could just record them off the radio until you got the the two the two uh, tape decks, so you could mm-hmm. play on one play on one and record on the other and stuff like that. That was a big deal, huge advancement. It was a huge advancement for not just music but mankind. No, of course. Like it's funny because like uh, uh, when I was in college, like. Uh, they some of the teachers they they wouldn't really understand the the cultural thing about people of my age, like because they would think that we are like younger than we were, that we were born with the internet, that we were born with DVDs and 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 CDs, and actually that's not the case for people that nowadays at my age that like and they're in their late twenties, early thirties. I mean, we actually had memories, not that much as past <laughs> generations, but we had memories with tape. Like my first movies were on cassettes, my first musics were you know in, in little tapes too. So, and actually, like it took a while even for me to actually get a CD player and a DVD player. It was not right away. It was very expensive in the beginning. So, even though they right. con- go ahead, go ahead. Because even though like the economy by then, like the early two thousands, was already very adjust now. Like Brazil has finally overcome. Like by the time I was born, Brazil has uh, overcome the inflation that happened by the end of the military dictatorship. So like I grew up in a very more or less stable econo- uh, economical situation in Brazil, but still it t- it took me a while. Like. It's just like I feel that DVD and CDs, they had a good lifespan. So like, I was like organizing stuff back home, and like, we I had way more DVDs than I ever had, like, and CDs than I had, like, uh, Blu-rays, for instance. Right. I, uh, I'm looking back. Like, I was all, I was very stubborn because I had so many tapes and I had so many albums. I was like, why do I need? another form of media. Why do I need a CD player and mm-hmm. stuff like that? It was never that big a deal for me. I didn't get a CD player. It must have been 93, I'm going to say. And they've been out for a while by then. Um, my first, The first CD I ever bought was In Utero by Nirvana. Mm-hmm. So whenever that was, 93 or 94. The second one I ever got was a... a, a a CD called, uh, by a band called Urge Overkill. Um, and then um, uh, 
uh, Radiohead's uh, Pablo Honey was running around that time, too. The so. first CD. <laughs> Let me find this one. I never bought some in CDs in my life, but I know which one was the first CD that I actually bought, that yeah. I actually like. Hey, I want this. It was the soundtrack for Revenge of the Sith. Really? Yep. Uh, and it's fun. Like, I still have the, the, the CD because it not only comes with the CD with the soundtrack, but also comes with a DVD that, like, it's... Not a lot of people know this, but it's a DVD which has video clips of the bat of like the most iconic songs of the six films. And okay. it's done in chronological order and it's all narrated by Ian McCurdy, the, the director from uh, sure. Palpatine. So you'd have, uh, you would begin with like Boo of the Fates, then go to like uh, Across the Stars from episode two, then Blood of Heroes from episode three, then uh, the Imperial March, the, the Star Wars team, the Forest team, Yoda's team, Larry's team, blah, 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 blah. blah. And then basically uh, a video clip, like a long video clip movie. That's very interesting, like that well, would show different aspects. We said that, that, that George always liked that. That's something that not that much discussed, like this is something that George always liked. For him, like, and that's why maybe he's not the best screenwriter in the world. Like for him, like Star Wars, if Star Wars was a mute film, not mute entirely mute, like no sound, but mute in the sense that there is no dialogue, but there is music, Star Wars would still be, you can still understand the movie. Right. I never actually tried to watch Star Wars with just music, but I do believe like having that DVD that actually that is not. That is not incorrect. I, I believe that Star Wars is made in a way that you can understand pretty much what happens with just John Williams songs. Yeah, uh, but you always you've watched those movies so many times in your head that you basically know the uh, uh, the dialogue anyway. So I, I yeah, yeah I, I'd say I don't know if you, if somebody who's never seen the movie before, I think that would be the experiment. Somebody who's never seen Star Wars before, watch um, the movie with the music but no dialogue. There, there is like Josh Robert Thompson, like even said, like that. If you watch Attack of the Clone and Life and Light, it's also different. Like, there is the like experiment with Star Wars. I don't know how oh, much that, accurate that, 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 that is. Terrible. That dialogue was terrible. Anything would be like, better. Anything uh, but like, no, the Star Wars, like, they, they, when they released like the DVDs and stuff. Act, uh, there would have like especially for the for the prequel trilogy at least uh, each DVD like in the actual would have like a video clip of the main song so the world of the fates in episode one probably the star in episode two and I had heroes fall I had that on VHS I had uh, uh, Phantom Menace on VHS and I believe the first thing or whatever is like the Duel of the Fates video or whatever. But I also remember when it came out, like on Much Music up here, which is like the Canadian MTV or whatever, but actually mm -hmm. the music was cool. Um, they had like a world, the premiere, like it was a video, an actual music video for Duel of the Fates. And, and so everybody got really excited and the Star Wars is going to be great. And yeah, like, it's one of the best and, reasons. And then the and then the movie came out. Yeah, uh, look, we can go to Star. Wars in, in I don't, I don't mind. I don't mind the Phantom Menace now. I think it's yeah, it's your favorite of the prequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, like I like it 
uh, I, I'd say it's uh, on par with the Revenge of the Sith for me. No, no, no. <laughs> I, for you, for you, I understand yeah. that, but no, yeah. like, I think that I think the majority the consensus actually like. Did the, you ever wait in line for a movie? Like, did you ever wait like uh, uh, to go see a movie like in a huge lineup and stuff like that? Yeah, that would probably like. Is that beyond your years? No, uh, probably it was Revenge of the Sith. Now, actually, that we're talking about, maybe a couple of Harper movies, but it wasn't like big. Like it was not something like fucking. Uh, it's not like a concert or anything yeah. like that. I went like, to. Go ahead. No, no, continue, continue. I was gonna say I went to the Phantom Mass the day it came out, like the midnight show. Um, like it was a big deal. Like Star Wars is back, and didn't think Star Wars is ever coming back. It's been 16 years. I went with my buddy Fuckface, and I think my buddy Miller was there. A couple other people, and uh, we we get in line, and I'm seeing all these nerds wearing like Star Wars costumes, and I'd never seen, I had never heard of that. That there's this world where people dress up like Star Wars characters or like their cosplay to, to yeah, cosplayers. I'd never heard of this. And like, they're having like lightsaber fights in the lobby and stuff like that. I was like, what, but are, also, we, what are we getting into here? But, but also it's, it's a kind of experience that that's passed by because now the majority of move theaters, it's, it's assigned seats. So now yeah, that's... Everybody has bought their tickets that much further in advance. This is us hoping to get in. I don't think we had it. But like, Opening night, like uh, what they would call like the pre, the pre-opening, like when you go to like the movie opens on Friday, go to Thursday, and then you watch the midnight. You know, like right. Yeah. Was, yeah. Was, the, the, the I like movie ended on Friday, and we were there at midnight or whatever. For for I actually do like that experience. Like I haven't done it in a fucking while. I think the last time that I did that, it's probably end game or like I, I don't remember if I did that for No Way Home. I don't right. remember if I watched No Way Home on the day of that was released, or I watched like pre-opening night. I'm very, I'm very sure that I watched Endgame uh, 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 on. No, Endgame actually I didn't watch. Uh, I didn't did the the pre-opening because I had to work that the I had to work basically early the the day, so I couldn't do that. So basically, I got the first session after work on a Friday. I do remember the pre-opening night for for Infinity War because uh, it was that part that some movie theaters are playing old MCU movies, and when the movie started, they started playing uh, Age of Ultron, <laughs> and, and it's funny because it was a 3D screening, and when they played Age of Ultron, it was well, not even 3D, and took like 10 minutes of the film it was like it took like a good chunk for the whoever was in charge of that to realize that they were playing the fucking wrong movie how do you mix that up yeah uh, so that that's a print opening night to remember uh like force awakens yeah like i have a quick uh, question i have a quick question mm. now do movie releases get released the same day in Brazil? Because I know if you go overseas, even to England, they can move uh, release dates around. Sometimes it's way before, sometimes it's well after. Yeah, actually, it depends. It depends on the distribution. But yes, yeah, some, sometimes we'll get MCU moves and Star Wars moves a day or, day or two earlier than 
than than Microsoft, right? Actually. So that that was a good thing, but it's not like something that uh, I really remember like watching. Like, but also the thing like uh, normally they are they do like the premieres, and sometimes the premieres they go they have like early in the week or even a like, week early, and by the time critics have watched it, by the time. Uh, People are already talking about it, you know. So it doesn't look that special. If you're like very into a movie, into high expectations, you're taking everything that a movie does, like with trailers and stuff. Like maybe I think that's is a little bit of character right? because some people watch the movie way earlier than you. Yeah. Plus, I, I I would never I would like I don't understand it. Like no wonder there's so much piracy and stuff like that. So when you can have people come in a week before and then just record their movies or whatever because they don't give a shit. No, but I think piracy has diminished a little bit. And piracy, like, I remember the piracy because piracy was very big in Brazil. Uh, it happened because the time from, like, the movie getting released and sometimes, you know, I'm going to just have this pirate cop so I can watch at home so I don't have to pay for the movie. It's, I always thought it was kind of a... Uh, movies were not that expensive back in the day, so I always thought it was like more of a lazy way. Maybe you don't like movie theaters or something like that. Uh, but I would understand people that do part film because they like film, they like the film, they watch it in in the theaters a couple of times, but it, they wouldn't wait to to the DVD release. Which nowadays, like, it's something that is almost there's no reason for because now, now movies on the tier there's like a couple of weeks later they're on streaming, they're on digital like it's fucking like I feel that movies now they, they stay on tier to lands and they go to your house way faster than, than it was before yeah it goes incredibly fast to your house like sometimes it feels within I remember back I'm gonna say like back in the day I remember mm -hmm. it taking like almost sometimes it years, sometimes what the heck? Oh my god, we set off an alarm. Uh, I remember it taking like sometimes a year for movies to come out, and that was within weeks. Sometimes it's like the day it comes out of a theater, the next day it's up on whatever they're gonna they call a video on demand or whatever, and then yeah, uh, for, like first you can enter, you can get it through your television, and then they'll have a physical copy up maybe later, or a couple weeks yeah. later. Which I don't understand. And it's like, put the physical copy out first. How about that? Like, if this is where they make money from, so I, I have no idea. Yeah. But it's, let you know, me it's my get business. some more soda, and we'll continue our subject. Continue babbling how the good days, the good old days are. I'm waiting for him to leave. Look at this guy. Look how long it took him to leave. Like he just couldn't, he just couldn't help himself. Now, guys. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try and get back to talking about music here. Uh, Danny has derailed this thing back into talking about uh, DVDs and, and piracy, which is fine, which is fine. You know, he's Brazilian. He knows what he knows, all right? And one thing he knows is about being a pirate. Pretty sure uh, Danny has sailed the seven seas under the banner of the Jolly Roger. Um, so I'm saying that he was a... Uh, 
that he was a pirate, but I'm going to say that, uh, I miss you know, it's not that he wasn't a pirate, if you know what I mean. Um, Danny, for a long time, used to walk around uh, with a wooden leg strapped it onto his knee. He'd just, it's like, oh my, what is happening back there? Um, it's not that like his leg was cut off or anything like that. He just had this old leg or whatever, and he was getting tired of using his one foot. So he got an, an old trunk, of, like a tree trunk, taped it to his leg, and he'd walk around and he'd call himself Peg Leg Pete. Now, Peg Leg Pete turns out to be one of the worst million <laughs> pirates of all time. We'll get back to that story later. Oh my God. Look at what you've done. I dropped it before. Oh, and I drove it again. This all is right. unbelievable. This is unbelievable. So, like, going back a little bit on the talk about, like, audio hardware, mm-hmm. which is now music ish. Yeah, to fulfill your needs of constantly talking about music because your life sucks. Do you do you listen to podcasts too? Like, do you yeah. have podcasts that you listen? Yeah, and not as much as there was a long time where that's all I would really listen to. Like when I go to work, I have like a, a like a a speaker or whatever, and I just clip it to my belt, and I'd listen to. It used to be podcasts all the time. Like my favorites, mm-hmm. uh, How Did This Get Made was always one of my favorite podcasts. Um, Jay and Silent Bob Get Old. And then uh, 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 Kevin Smith did another one about uh, Hollywood Babylon, I think it was called. That was a popular one for me. I don't know. I liked a whole bunch of, uh, of uh, podcasts. But I've, uh, Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend was is a good one, too. But I just, mm-hmm. I've just started to notice that I haven't been, I just rather listen to music now. So. Mm-hmm, than, than podcast. Do you think yeah. that the fact that you, you have to pay do more, podcasting, you have to pay more attention, you have to pay more attention to podcasting. Do you believe that now because you basically do a lot of podcasting to that are, that actually influenced you? No, no. Um, and when like. If I if I'm gonna be in my car for a long time, then yeah, I I, I like listening to podcasts. Mm-hmm. I just have I just have to be able to you know concentrate on the podcast and I'll be fine. If I was out like say at the cottage or something like that, and I just wanted it's a Sunday morning or something like that, and I want to put on a podcast, that's a perfect time. But mm-hmm. when I'm doing when I'm doing work and stuff like that, and I have to do a whole bunch of other things at once, mm-hmm. then it got. It just got to a point where it's just, I'm not paying attention. So why am I bothering? Like at least thoughts yeah. are only three. But minutes like long. before podcasts even exist, like were you a radio guy? You listen to radio and stuff. I tried not to. Like I said, look, Canadian radio sucks, especially here in Winnipeg. Really? It sucks. It sucks. There's why? a because there's, there's a lot. There was a rule enacted by the the CRTC, which is the Canadian Radio and Television Communications thing. Uh, you have to have, I think it's, was it 40% Canadian content? So for every hour you had music, 40, at least 40% of that had to be Canadian. Now, Canadian music. And uh, I don't think that's, that's our problem itself. Oh, no, I, you don't think? You don't think? I don't think so. Like, don't I, think? Think, I think all countries have to. This is the reason the world has Nickelback. I don't care about Nickelback, to be honest with you. 
Like I, I, to this day, I don't understand what's what's the joke with Nickelback. Uh, it's country music through a distortion pedal. It's like it's just making a bad thing worse. That's what it does. Look, uh, I I am more on the fence that like look, I never been a radio person because God focusing. I was born in '93, but that time we had have cable TV, national TV. I was a couple of years away from fucking the internet being basically more accessible. <laughs> so like, why why bother doing nothing, listen to sounds? It's kind of funny though that if we think about the podcast and like the 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 product podcast has been for here for quite a while now. Like I think podcast began on what 2005 or something like that. Ever since like the iPad, the iPod. Sure. Yeah. The iPod kind of came by like the, the MP3 and podcast is, uh, um, it's kind of fun that it has been for a long time. At the same time, it doesn't feel that long. Like has been the, uh, for a long time that I had, it has become a subject of studying colleges and universe. Like it happened to wow. me. I had this that podcast, podcast language, the invasion podcast, the history of podcast. I don't remember most of this, but I had to make podcasts and so and I and that was during a time that I was not never in my whole life thought that I would be doing this. Yeah. Even though by the time there was a study podcast, I I did already uh, I was already a fan of the Chmosnals and Showdown. Sure. Yeah, so by the end, like the last year of my college, like it was 2017, I was already like a big Chmosno Chmodown fan. I you I actually even showed Chmosno a little bit to to my class because you had to like show like bits and pieces of podcasts that that you that you like. Uh, and I think it's funny because in Brazil, there was a huge ass boom of podcasts during the pandemic. Like that, that, that time, like from 2020, like that, that year 2020 and 2021. When everyone was stuck in their house. When everybody was stuck in the house, like for some reason, like there is this huge boom. Like there was this channel called Flow Podcasts. Yes, Flow, the word Flow in English. And they have been already doing podcasts. Right? They're basically like two dudes that they're like, they like in the streaming phase, they would like stream games and stuff like that. And they were very, they're huge fans of Joe Rogan. And they decided to do a Joe Rogan style podcast because even though podcast already has existed in Brazil for, for quite a while. Like, there was nobody in that style of Joe Rogan doing content in a way that, you know, the way that it is now. And the guys were a huge success. Now it's just one of the guys because the other guy was too controversial, politically speaking. Oh, and so, so it was just like the Joe Rogan podcast. Yeah, just, just like Joe Rogan, so he can't get he got banned from YouTube. Basically. Oh, really? Yeah, he can't do content on YouTube. So, in order to, because by then, like, Flow like, Podcast already became a good company. They were supporting all the podcasts in their studio. Then now they have, like, a news channel and stuff like that. So, like, they are supporting all the stuff. It's a fucking great company now. Like, if I was in college during that time, like, I would love to have, like, internship with them. Uh, so the guy like was banned from YouTube. He can only do stuff on Rumble. And but I think like he has been uh, in such like 
legal problems because of his political views that I think even Rumble doesn't want him there anymore. What's <laughs> so R- like, hold on, what's Rumble? Rumble is the freedom of speech alternative to YouTube. So okay. basically, just like YouTube, but they you are not as the fuck you want. It's not as strict. Yes. So let's say that the most extreme, like it, it is not to like channels where the most conspiracy theories, extreme right ranks the like people usually go there and Glenn Greenwald. That's not a streaming uh, extreme right wing person. Actually, he's a very leftist guy, but. He's a journalist that, as we all know, is very big on freedom of speech. So, yeah, the Rumble, it is, is the alternative from, from YouTube, and you can find uh, some crazy stuff from there. Are you a big conspiracy guy? Do you no. have cons- No, I'm not. No, no. Uh, but, like, my brother, my brother, before he passed away, uh, I guess was a huge conspiracy theory guy. This is a, this is a side of Sean. Like, I hadn't, I hadn't, Spoken with Sean very much or whatever. Uh, yeah, he had. Uh, it had been a while, and uh, I remember at the day of his funeral, uh, we were sitting around uh, near near at the cider and stuff like that. And there was no, uh, hadn't put anything on the uh, uh, tombstone yet. The tombstone yet had yet to be uh, etched and stuff like that. And uh, <laughs> my, uh, Michelle, his his girlfriend, says to the kids or whatever, it's like. What do you? What should we put on uh, on Daddy's uh, tombstone? Like something that something that represents who your dad was. And the oldest yells out, "There was no moon landing." So it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, like we can go to conspiracy theories in a bit because I actually there. I think there's some fun in that. Uh, definitely. Like I think well, when you started, you started with crazy. the you started the whole podcast with the flat Earth thing. So I was like, "What are you a conspiracy like, theory guy?" Like, like uh, there's some fun in con- conspiracy theory, but mm-hmm. uh, like I would say that when it comes to podcasting. Uh, there were there was this huge one. Like not only Flow Podcast, there's another one. Uh, there is a guy that is actually very huge on the media industry in Brazil. That he was he's a designer. Like he basically designed a, a very R-rated cartoon, like in the style of like Auto Auto Swim that we had on MTV back in the day. You know, one's a podcast that is very good and. Uh, yeah, like I would say that like my main podcast, the podcast that I was more involved with, was Shmozno. But at first, you know, uh, I started watching the Shmozno well before I ever heard of Shmozno, and I just thought, I said, oh, these guys have a podcast too. The episode, first episode I ever bothered listening to, the episode what? where where they ended the show. It's like, it's oh, like, really? Yeah, I felt like killed. But, and I, and I did like the, the, the late Collider era. Like, I did like the format. I did watch some after, but some old episodes, like, just to see. But, like, here's the problem. Like, I think with podcasts about entertainment and stuff, like, things get old. Like, you don't really want people to tear out how the first week is going to be <laughs> some years afterwards. But, like, there, I like the dynamic a lot. And that, of course, influenced. But, like, my relationship with, with podcasts always changed with with this, but uh, I would say that nowadays I there is a channel that I follow 
that as politic Brazilian politics uh, politics uh, uh, podcast that actually is more in tune for stuff that I believe not too much on the right, not too much on the left. Like there is a more unique approach, and I like the way that things they're they're not preachy. That's the problem when when you go to political stuff, they can definitely become pre preachy. Mm -hmm. uh, and I would say that. Uh, the thing is with like the, the Joe Rogan files of podcasts that for me, it depends on the guest. It depends on the topic. If you're going to have a guy talking about aliens, I'm probably going to watch. If you have a guy in politics that I'm interested, I'm probably going to watch. And even some stuff like that, the, the other guy that I was talking about that previously like did the cartoon on, on MTV and now has the podcast, he now is trying to do like debates. Even like interesting debate, like I watched a four-hour debate about re Israel and Palestine Oof. with good experts. Like they were very fucking good experts uh -huh. on the subject. Uh, but I also like sometimes even watch like dumb subjects about science versus God. Like does God exist? Like that's the <laughs> the stuff. Like I just love watching that that dumb stuff. Like sometimes I like watch like supernatural stuff. So for me, that those styles of podcasts depends on the subject on the guest. Like I can't see myself like a Joe Rogan fan or Joe Rogan style podcast fan that I would watch that podcast regardless of who is coming on i've never been a much of a fan of like the debate style stuff i just don't like hearing people arguing i think that's the thing it's like ugh, it reminds me like i like it i like it no one's ever no one ever has fond memories of arguments that's all I'm ah, no, i like it some 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 can be fun like saying some can be like the, the pet like the areas of palestine like i was surprised because the guy that was basically like on the side of Israel, like he is a Brazilian that actually, you know, he's an Israelian Brazilian guy. He actually was in the army. He's a very good specialist. Like, so he would talk about like inside government stuff and stuff like that. And he, he was not like anti-Palestine or anti-Arabs or anything like that. He was, he was very even critical of the Israel and the government stuff like that. So for me, it was a very good insight to some stuff. The alien stuff, I just think it's fun most of the time. I do like having because UFO, like we have talked about this show, like there have been yeah, UFOs incidents throughout the history of Brazil. There are they are very interesting. Even like even uh, James Fox made a documentary, I think this this year, last year, about mm -hmm. the Virginia incident. So this is the kind of stuff that I like, but I would say that definitely like, and this is, we're talking about LGR still. Yeah. I, I have watched some Joe Rogan episodes because one of the things that people don't may not know is that Joe Rogan is my ID software fan. ID software is the, the, the studio that made doom. Oh, okay. But, uh, he has played doom, but he's not the, He's not a big fan of doing. He's a uh, big fan of Quake, that was the other that the other franchise that they made yep. after Doom that they're still making. He's like a huge Quake player. They're still making Quake too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Actually, last year on QuakeCon there is a QuakeCon event in QuakeCon. Texas that happened. Oh my QuakeCon. god. QuakeCon. 
It is since '96. Like it is the event of it. It is it the it is software games. But now there's a Bethesda game because Bethesda has bought id software since uh, 2009. So now it's Elder Scrolls, Karin, stuff like that too. Ninja like doing Quake, but yeah, QuakeCon, and it's a very interesting convention because yeah, you have panels, you have announcements like that. But the whole idea since the beginning of that convention is the BYOC is bringing your own computer. So they have this huge wall how that that you basically bring your computer and play games <laughs> for like two, three days, four days straight. So what's the point of these people going to it when they could go online and do the exact same thing? It's, uh, it's, it's reminiscence of the LAN parties back in the day. Remember, like, online, it's has been here for a while, but still kind of new. Like, before online, you had to go to land houses to play. So it still has this feeling. And, of course, like, new games, test new games, see the announcements, meet the developers, stuff like that. QuakeCon is not the biggest con. Like, it's not E3, but but it's definitely fun. Like, I definitely want to go to QuakeCon at some point. Maybe not bringing my own computer, but at least, like... Seeing the guys getting a couple of autographs, uh, drinking, like uh, going you, to the bars you, and the parties. Are you an autograph guy? Like, if you saw someone famous, would you? No. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not an autograph guy. But I would like to meet. Like, I would like to have a, a quick chat with somebody that develops Doom. That's of course. Yeah, that's. Uh, but like going back to to Joe Rogan, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched a couple of his and I think he, like, regardless of your opinion of him, your political side of him, that concept of podcasting, and like, he's not the only guy known for, like, the other guy would be what, Howard Stern, too. That idea that podcast is not an interview, podcast is not necessarily a news show, podcast is not necessarily a constructed show, is something that is has to be as natural as simple as a people talking as a simple conversation that concept for me like it for me that's the thing that's the most unique about podcast and turns it into i wouldn't say art form but for for like a better word right now i would say art form that distincts from television distincts from movie distincts from radio like that style of of podcasting for me is like, I it, it's fascinating because it's very simple. It's very simple. Just people talking, just people having a conversation, like we're doing right now. But at the same time, takes it, it takes so much time and practice and effort and engagement to master. Like so, like it's easier for us because we have a past together. We've been friends for for quite a while now, like almost four years. And uh, and we have similar interesting takes, and, and we 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 know how to make conversation interesting. But like, I admire those during types of hosts that they're like they would have a basically anyone from scientists to po- politics to crazy alien dudes to psychists to to satanists to. Uh, religious zealots to like basically anyone and make that thing like two hour three hour talk uh interesting 
Like, yeah. I think that that's one of the things that uh, I, of course, like, I did Live in the Dark with Drew, like, for about a year. Like, that was a fun experiment. But, like, I was very happy. Was it only a year? I thought it was more than that. I always thought it, it was, was more. It was a year. Yeah. And no, I'm not contract. I'm contract obligated to not talk about it. Wow. <laughs> I'm kidding. I just look. It was a fun experiment, but uh, it wasn't for me anymore. That there is no for people that care, which is probably no one. There is no problem between <laughs> and Drew. There is probably there is nothing. There is no grudges between me and Drew. Anything like that. I, I always did enjoy the lore that you were uh, invented or whatever by her uh, as her crow. No, like, it was fun. Crow. It was fun, but like uh, it it was a point that it wasn't for me anymore. The, and then I'm talking like as Danny the podcast, Danny as the host, that it wasn't for me anymore. Like and when it came down to do stuff for Jar, because like for the longest time. I never appeared in NGR videos, I, uh, like especially when we just had the Schmodown podcast, and then they had the Star Wars one, and then the highlights one. Like the, I never was. First of all, I was never really invited, even though it was always an open invitation. I remember you talking about Marvel shows. That's what I think I remember. When we start heard. doing reviews, yes, yeah. I'll pop in more like. And of course, I do have Star Wars knowledge, but like, like the Holocron was like the Justin Bidor show. Highlights, obviously. Look, I only appeared on Saturday Eleven to this day. I have no business talking about sports. Uh, the Schmodown show, it was like a necessity because it was for for the beginning. It was Shug, Justin, and, uh, and Ferris. Yeah. And then 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 Shug left. Uh, so. That dynamic, I'm not, I'm not uh, overseeing, uh, not putting Bidor on the side of. She was also a good part of it, but like the core for the longest time was Shug, Ferris, and Justin. That 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 dynamic, and and when Shug left, like, and this is something that I think it's it has been years now. It's fun for us to talk about. But even if it's fucking, I I talk whatever. Once is also my show, mm -hmm. but. It was very difficult to find something that would replace that in an interesting way. Uh, even though we tried, like even though, and let's say if that show also had a lot of guests, like there was points that we had mm, guests for every single fucking week. Uh, but like it came to a point that like, hey, Danny, do you do you want to do do you want to feel like the third spot? And then the show kind of shifted to the like. He just and Ferris, which is not the same dynamic that they had with Shug, obviously, but like it was a dynamic that went on that we still, I think we're still known now, like me, uh, Ferris, and Justin, and Adelia sometimes. Adelia, you know, she has her own adventures with Karen and stuff that you know, I, I don't know. Like it's better than it was before. Damn, she does fucking more shows than me mm -hmm. now. It's kind of funny. But she had, she had her own journey with like being being on camera, which for me was never the problem. The problem for me was never being on camera. I did way before Jaren. I was part of the Things Talk Exchange podcast. Remember that? 
that oh, yeah. then became the Gucci verse. That that's also something that I'm constructively obligated to not talk about it. Uh, and and but like even though like when we were doing Crackdown, like uh, I was very engaged to Schmoldown in season seven and eight. Yeah, uh, I was like. I, and I and I said this a million times, and I'll say it once again. I be, really do believe that that period it was the best period of the Schmodown. I know that, and I don't care if Christian Harloff or Schmodown competitors don't, don't agree with me. Like I do think that the fact that many podcasts, including this this channel, were busy created during that time, it was yes, it's not as fun doing. I I understand the whole time that. Oh my God! It's not as fun having people together. It's not as fun putting that show with that queens. I do understand production value. Believe me, I understand. There's more than anyone. I'm a filmmaker, but I think the engagement level of the community was like was on this level, and and I think season nine couldn't keep with it. And I think for me, that's one of the main reasons why that show doesn't exist anymore. Uh, but even then, like, uh, even though it was fun doing Schmodown Crackdown with, uh, with Justin, Fer- uh, Justin Ferris and whoever gets with have on, uh, it wasn't still my style of show. Because even though it was very free flowing, we still have some sort of structure to that show. I think that, I think now I could say that. The space that I feel the most fun with is here. Yes. Like I don't think it's it's unfair for me to to admit that by now because I've been thinking about that because I believe that we do like and I'm not talking crap about like the dinner table because like it's, it's still a new show too like. It's going to take time for idea and Ferris also get the, the river on that show, like even though they know each other a lot. It's just like that bar talk that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I think that that's the time that I always wanted to do. That like maybe I'm not in the mood of doing anything in a day. Like I don't I don't have any idea what I want to talk that- about. Uh, and like, and I think we just like the show just happens, and I think that's that, that for me that's amazing. Yeah, like that I can find myself doing absolutely nothing, and then have ideas for the show and like, let's talk about this shit. Like I think we like it's we have reached a point that I am very happy with this show. Yeah, it's a unique where. Like you said, we've known each other for quite a long time, and we don't get to talk to each other, uh, not like even not even the way we did like three years ago or whatever. When we could just uh, we would just message on Discord all the time and stuff like that. We have a thing now. We have an outlet where we can actually uh, just talk about whatever we felt like talking about for the last week or so. Uh, we'll have an idea in our head, like. This should be what we're going to talk about. Uh, and it never fucking happens. And so it's just like any other conversation you have you have with your friends. It's like you never start out with like, okay, 
uh, this, is, like, this is the topic. We're going to talk about this. I like, like for me, like, whatever. even, like, I know that this has been turning to a very meta language. So, like, we are doing a show talking about the show. But uh, I would say that there's some stuff that I like about Edgar, for example, because we can literally talk about anything, like, even it's controversial. Like, I know that Justin one day said, like, Oh, when you guys talk, talk about drugs, sometimes that you guys are encouraging to use it. No, that's not the case. Just like we're not, there's no taboos like for the stuff that we talk about. And of course, like I think nowadays, like doing live on, on Twitch and now having the audio feed that that was a the thing that we just did. I think it's fun. Like I wouldn't say that. I have. I like doing this show because if I want to drink, I can drink if I want to smoke, I can smoke. I don't need to look professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do not. I can tell you that. And I do not. Uh, and I don't I, I don't think this show can't look professional, like, for it to work. It can't. So sometimes I even feel like some, it's something that I even do unconsciously. I don't drink much. I don't. Uh, fuck, I don't even fucking drink anymore basically and i even don't smoke a lot like when we were doing like a review anymore. Right. like i do think that there is a a level of professionalism that now the youtube to youtube channel has it and sometimes i don't know if this show even fits mm-hmm. even though technically like uh maybe you would get more views maybe you would get like more attention to the show but at the same time like not everybody's fan of drinking smoke that's the that's the truth. Psychopaths. Like they they're not they're not they're not fan of talking about drugs. They're not fan about talking like making sex jokes. They're not fan of talking about basically anything. Mm-hmm. So like uh, I wouldn't say that maybe the way that we are broadcasting this uh, this show is it the best yet. Maybe we should maybe one day consider going live on YouTube and stuff like that. And just like fuck it, like something for us to definitely discuss but like i think the the language the concept like it is a, i think it's solid now i think it's as solid as as the as the highlights not not how good fans brought rivals right um does youtube still have that policy where you can only use the f word so many times and then they will they will attack you I don't know. Then it, it won't work. Then it won't work on YouTube. Yeah, no, that, that, that's something that I think Adelia knows better than I mean, like that's also. But like, I've been, I've been, wa- I've been watching. I've, I haven't used the worst language, um, very often. So I'm pretty proud of myself. I know that YouTube has even some time like if you're talking like World War Two, you can't use like the word Nazis. That oh, okay, I use that. A, I use that a lot. So, like, uh, so like that's the thing like not, i'm not saying this is a rumble show oh i'd have to wait five minutes we should get we could get like a countdown we could do like a timer like our job to not, not a rumble show but like it's definitely like it's already rated this is not a family show this will never be a family show and because uh now I did like I, I told you before I was like the the podcast that I'm being really listened to yeah. is this like is this uh, on Mondays there is this political show that they basically they do anal- analysis of a lot of economical stuff 
of Brazil, and then there is another there's another show that they do something that I had never thought it was possible. Because it's not easy. And they try to combine the bar talk that we have with hard news. With which? Hard news. Oh, okay. Political, okay. political mm. hard news. Yeah. Like when I say political, it's political, slash economic, slash geopolitical. Uh, that's not easy. No. Like, there's not something like that you're going... First, that you do research because they had to do research. Like, they had to get the best highlights, the best news. So it has to be updated. Uh, at the same time, you have it's serious subjects. So you have to have some sort of knowledge and expertise. Not, it can't just be an opinion. But at the same time, it has to be fucking fun. Yeah. But also, with these people, I'm sure it's more than just the two of them or whatever. I'm sure there's people or whatever doing a lot of the work and then them no, going over and no, like no, no. this podcast just started this year. Uh, it just started this year. They just hit a thousand subscribers. They are right. like the same right. lane. They are they they're, they hit a thousand in like what? Three months? Like so like they just they already like surpassed us. Like, and they gotta talk about politics. They're not talking about entertainment. And uh, they manage, like they manage to do something that is similar to NB that we have, mm -hmm. but has a lot of LGR and after snark. Ooh, lucky them. No so, snark. like when no snark though, no Dan either. Well, no, no, it's not no Dan, but like, like just three people. And they do all. They do everything. They do the the thumbnails. They do the the cuts. They do the shorts. They do the research of the the news and stuff like that. They have yeah. soundboard. It, it, and is it's not true. Streamyard is true. OBS like it's, it doesn't have that much difference in terms of production value of us. But like I, but it has me make me thinking of like the language and the stuff that we should do like. For LGR. Especially now that we are in this weird phase of yeah. no entertainment content because of the strike. Where's the entertainment, Danny? Like, one of the things too that, uh, like, when you do listen to podcasts, normally when, when like, I know you mentioned this before, but I want you to go a little bit deeper on that. Like, Okay. When is it that you do it? Like, like how you usually like? When when do you listen to? When do I listen to it? Almost mm -hmm. exclusively in the mornings. In the morning. Yeah, because that's when I had the time to do it or whatever. When so that, in the beginning of work. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. like what? Like before? Like you always uh, wonder why I'm at work at like seven o'clock and stuff like that when the bar, when I run a bar and stuff like that. So. Like the bar doesn't even open till 10. What do I do? It's like, well, I have to count every single thing that we have in that bar. Wait, I have to pull out all the money. I have to count floats. I have to, uh, there, I have a ton of stuff to do. But most of that stuff is done before the bar ever opens. Mm -hmm. A lot of that stuff is. So I have about three hours. So, uh, and a lot of it is since I'm just by myself for the most part, you know, it's like it's there to keep me company. That's why. I, now it's it gone in more into music and stuff like that. But uh, for the longest time, it would just be 
uh, wanting a, a podcast along or whatever. And it, it's never, it was never a news-based podcast. I, I never mm-hmm. listened to those kind of things. It, it'd just be a comedy podcast, something mm-hmm. to Because yeah. I feel like I have a similar experience because the moment that I listen to podcasts the most is either when I am gaming, but they get, I don't need to be extremely engaged on the game, just doing some stuff. So I don't listen to pay attention to sounds or the music. Some games you have to actually do it. You can you gonna talk about music, you can talk music in video games too. Like that would be a fun subject. But like I do I like doing podcasts um uh, doing chores basically like and yeah on studio too I basically I, I am responsible for the cleaning of the studio too because Star is responsible for the the food of studio because i don't cook i know how to cook some stuff but i don't like to it's, it's something from the family my grandmother you. my grandmother doesn't like my my, my aunts and uncles doesn't, doesn't like it my mom doesn't like it the majority of my family doesn't my dad's family is it, on my gene i don't like cooking even though i'm trying to learn some stuff because star loves cooking okay cooking is fun but but normally i i i like doing that stuff because chores are fucking boring. Let's say they they're boring. So I try to make it fun with uh, make it more interesting with podcast because like they don't like they don't need that much attention. And look, we're talking about the Virgo with OCD doing cleaning. Yeah, I spend a lot of time cleaning because it has to look in a certain way. Star can do dishes in ten minutes. I think an I usually take an hour. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I noticed the way that uh, if uh, my wife does dishes, I'm not a huge fan of it. Uh, I I'm a real big proponent of rinsing your dishes after you wash them, uh, like in the sink at least. And uh, she is uh, not in that. It drives me. If they don't look in the way they don't want, I'll keep cleaning them until they do. And and it's kind of funny that. Uh, and, and this is the same thing for for Star. Like she loves cooking, like listen to music and stuff. She's not that much into podcasting, but she's definitely into music. But that that reminds me of something of my childhood because in Brazil, uh, and I think I mentioned this before, in Brazil, it is very common to this day. But it was way more common in the nineties when I was like a child, and in early two thousands for you to have a mate. I always, so like I think I know that this for Americans, and I I assume Canadians this might sound weird like that normally like having a maid having a cleaning lady every single day something that's just like the upper class every day every, every day they come in everything like wow this was the most like I don't come from upper class in Brazil I come from middle middle class like, yeah. it's right in the middle. Like, I had friends that were super rich with me, and I had friends that were super poor with me. I was right in the middle. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I never got the worst stuff, and I never got the best stuff. I was middle. <laughs> I'll call the mediocre bourgeois. Oh, my God. Uh, but it was very common. Like, it was common that the middle class would have a cleaning lady that would come every single work day, sometimes even weekends, and they would have a room for them. They would literally have 
a room for them. And it was very common when I was a kid that the cleaning ladies would even sleep throughout the week in your house. They had the cleaning lady room with their stuff and they would have their own shower, their own bathroom, their own stuff. Which obviously it is a, a historical byproduct of slavery. Of course. But are you, are you are you paying them? Yeah, you're paying them. You're yeah, paying I them. I don't think it's quite the same. It's not the same, but like yeah, I'm saying it is like it's a reminiscence of that style. Like it and took the longest time. It like took me like and when I think one of the on my sixteen eighteens that maids and clean ladies got their laws, their like their specific work laws and stuff like that. I still can't believe you had a cleaning lady every day. Um, when it's not just a cleaning lady; it's the cleaning lady and, and also the cook. What? Yeah. So you'd have uh, normally a woman, not just women. There are men doing, but mostly women. Mm-hmm. Yes, mostly poor women that would clean your house and do your bills, and depending on the deal, would slip. And that I'm not saying something as fancy, just something in common from the middle class up. Yes, teacher, you got you even get two. One just for cleaning, one just for cooking. What? Brazil, and that's the middle class of Brazil. That's the middle class of Brazil. Unbelievable. That, but that that's not like because Brazil is a rich country. That's because Brazil is fancy because. Brazil is also very poor, and so, and for a lot of yeah, poor women, that was like the most the most poor can only afford either a full time cleaning lady or either a full time cook. The most poor and the you know. But usually you have the, the woman that would do the same thing. Like it's very common. The, and as time goes on, it was very difficult for my mother to adjust the fact that she wouldn't have a cleaning lady every single day. Nowadays, my mom is just to have a cleaning lady every 15 days. But for the longest time, it was also every, like, three days in a week. Like, the, the whole, like, sleeping on the, on the, on the house, like, for me, that happened just when I was really a child. I think because I was a child, so, like, keep an eye on him, too. Uh, but, like, for my grandmother, that was her entire life. My grandmother just passed away. She she had most of people working there living there. Spanish. <laughs> like uh, my, my my grandmother never cooked for me. And I had no such thing like oh grandma's food or no, I never had. I never had like any I remember washing dishes. My, uh, I, I can assure you that my uncle, my my mom's brother, he died. I've never touched a, a dirty, d- dirty dish in his entire life. This is incredible. This is incredible. Uh, and and yeah, I'm rem- this is this is not the way things work in North America. Nowhere close. But yes, please go no, on. I'm, I am fascinated. Like this is so. Crazy. This is crazy. Yeah. You're you. You guys were a middle class family, 
You're and, the you have, yeah. and, and basically middle class people can afford two full-time employees. Yes. This is bananas. And, uh, and, and they had room for them. And they had room for them. With, Look, like, uh, and, not, and not like and not and like their own separate quarters. Like it was their own apartment within your apartment. Yeah, like I would say like my grandmother has passed away, so of course, as she got older, like she had to have also caretakers and stuff like that. But like that was basically her entire life. My aunts still have it. My aunts still have a cleaning lady every single day, work for them and cook for them. This is crazy. Okay, so I was gonna say, like, my parents, like my 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 dad and my stepmother would have like this is the only experience I had with it uh, when uh, they were in Mississauga. Uh, had a cleaning lady that would come in um, every Thursday. They'd be, she'd be in, and it would be about two hours. Uh, I didn't live there. I'd, I'd come to visit and stuff like that. So I'd experience this uh, during summer breaks and like uh, uh, winter break and stuff like that. I always thought it was weird because we had a cleaning lady and I had to make sure that my room was spotless. So that was, like, I was like, Look, we're paying for something to do, but whatever, it didn't matter. Like, I, no, I, I'd make this my is something that culturally speaking, like, it was kind of weird for a start to understand. Like, even though, like, I get it, I did help with cleaning and washing dishes in my house. Like, as I got older and my mom got less money, like, that was like, you have to do it. Uh, but for a good chunk of my life, it was something. Like, like especially my dad's side, the same they had the same cleaning lady that they had when they were young until my grandfather died when I was last year. The same, the same, the same woman, the same family. So at least on my dad's side, like Veda, it's her name. Like she basically is a family member right now. She watched my 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 dad grow up. She watched like my my aunt, my aunt and, and uncle grew up. Then she watched me grow up. She actually was one of the people that that uh, worked in my house for a little bit. Like my mom, my mom is not uh, thankfully she's not uh, a fancy woman or anything like that. She's the only woman in her family that actually went to college and got a job and stuff like that, got a degree. So she's a very modern woman compared to my aunt. And, uh, but she would like, she would have some help of cleaning and, and, and cooking because these are stuff that my mom also doesn't like doing. But like, she doesn't have, have that much problems with the cleaning ladies. But, but we had some instances. Remember about Game Boy and Pokemon? Sure. My first Game Boy was a purple one, which got stolen. And probably by the cleaning lady. She's a big Pokemon fan, was she? Ah, she probably just probably went to give her to her son or nephew or something like that. But like, so yeah, as when I got so, older, so she, like, had, she had an entire family of her own. She just stay in your house. Yeah, when I was young, uh, because I I live in a big ass apartment, like we're talking about, like four bedrooms, mm -hmm. uh, and then she would live in the fifth bedroom. That was like because this is also very common in Brazil because. So you'd have the living room, you had three bedrooms, four bedrooms, sorry. One was like my mom's office, one was my bedroom, one was my mom's bedroom. 
that privileged my mom and dad bathroom. And then we had the biggest bedroom that I'll call the bedroom when Danny can play. And then you had the kitchen, which good. Like kitchen actually a room itself. It's not like this fucking American things, even though yes, I'm in Brazil. In Sao Paulo, that you have it it open the wall for some reason, so the smell can come to the living room. That's fucking crazy. And then you have the area of service, which you can we have your washing, you have your washing machine, you have your uh, if you're fancy, you have like dishwasher. You'd have you can put like your your if, your if, if you're fancy. If you're one of those fancy smancy people whose two full-time employees can't afford a dishwasher. And then you you can put like your, your clothes away like to, to dry like it, for some reason Brazil that it's not that common having dry cleaners. Sweden I noticed was like that too when I went there. Uh yeah, not a lot of people had like dryers. And or that they, or area, they'd have the washing machine with the dryer in it, it'd be one piece thing. And that area would have a bathroom and a fifth room. For the maid. This is bananas. Like and my uh, and bananas. studio and studio one, which is a smaller apartment. Yeah. And we're still talking middle class apartment, okay? Middle class apartment right. would be a living room, uh, three bedrooms. One of them is a suite, one bedroom, then a bedroom in the kitchen, and a smaller area of service, but no cleaning lady bedroom. That's very common. I thought, okay, when I was a wee little kid, wait, uh, wait, before, before, let's just me get the, the charger because my phone is nine percent and I don't want to. And this rapidly, abruptly. It's unbelievable. Uh, guys, it's, of course, as we know, here in North America, it's completely common uh, that our apartments not only have four bedrooms, but also that fifth bedroom for that lady or the people that work for us so they can escape their own families which are living somewhere else i suppose can you believe this two full-time employees uh, this is bananas well, every middle class every middle class in north america knows that not only can you raise yourself your children yeah you can raise uh all right keep talking as I try to rearrange the setting here. No deal. Uh, yeah, this is unbelievable. I was going to say, yeah, like, uh, I, I thought when he was talking about a cleaning lady, there'd be a cleaning lady that comes in, like, once a week. Something once like a week that. And... That does, like, 45 minutes or something like that, especially if it's an apartment. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. you, you pay 30 bucks or 50 bucks or whatever it's going to be. Thank you very much for that hour's work. And not not that they're all the time. I can't. I cannot believe it. Like I'm, I'm thinking of now. I'm thinking of like the Jetsons and Rosie, like the, Rosie the robot. Those like they're made. They had like, yeah, yeah. It's basically like that. Like and she would work like she would have the breakfast, she would have the break, she would have lunch. She like she was basically like a personal living review. When I was a little kid, my parents split up and. Uh, uh, 
when when that happened and my mother had to go back to work and stuff like that so uh they hired a guy to come live with us that would have been uh, grade i can't remember if it was grade one or grade two or something like that but i was young uh and i remember his name was garth and he was like uh the nanny like he lived in like we had a pretty big house uh so he lived he lived in one of the rooms there he was like like he didn't like the word nanny he would call himself the manny or whatever which is which is fine uh garth was garth was cool um here's the deal he put ketchup on everything and when i say everything he put a ketchup on pancakes and like french toast like everything he put ketchup on it was bananas like he had to I don't know what was ever wrong with that guy. Like who like he, ketchup with everything? It, uh, over syrup, over syrup, and this is Canada. Canada's the home of maple syrup. Okay. Okay. We have we have one job, and that's produce syrup. Oh. That's it. We don't even have wet Like, and this is like the classic clean Brazilian cleaning cleaning lady problem. Like this shit, difficult for you to find someone that cooks well and cleans well. Usually you just find someone this is that just knows how to do the best or which. Yeah, no. So, so she, like, that would be their only job. Like, raising your household is their only job. It's not like they got paid to do other people's houses and stuff like that, too. So it, it, it would depend. Like, if you could afford a whole week, yeah, that would be their only job. Like, nowadays, and I think this has more to do we Brazilian economics than anything else, not in the culture thing. It's more expensive. Oh. So, so you probably would find somebody that will go like two days in one house, two days in another house. Like the whole living in your house, like sleeping in your house thing, I think it, it has become less common. Uh, at least for the middle class. Like for the upper class, I, I'm very sure that. There are people that are still living in other people's houses just to work there. Which is like, like I said, it's a byproduct of the whole slavery thing. Really, if you think about it. No. I don't think it's a the byproduct. Only, if these people are getting paid money, then it is. They ain't getting paid money, but like. If they have the freedom to leave that job at any one time, then. No, yes. But at the same time, like. <laughs> the person has to fucking slip. In your property. They don't have to. They could go back to their place and just be paying the ass. Cheaper. So, yeah. But okay. yeah, it, it, it it's, is it's a benefit it's a benefit for them if they if they do this so much. But like how many hours are we talking about? Like from the moment they wake up to the morning they go to bed, they're working. That's why I say, I would say that obviously because they would have the fucking whole day. They they are more keen to have breaks and like not having to consistently do their their jobs the, the entire day, but like that reminds me of podcast because it was very common and it is very common to this day that because chores are fucking ridiculous that you'd have a TV in the kitchen. Okay. Yeah. So it's that very, was it was very... that was a big thing in the eighties. I remember when the televisions got pretty small. There was like some people would have televisions in the in the 
in the kitchen and stuff like that. And I was, I was like, ooh, look at that. That's pretty hot. So a lot of people would still buy very small TVs to put in the kitchen. Yeah. But with basic worker as a radio, and then it would depend on the cleaning lady, some like radio more, some like TV more. But yeah. that would be very, very common. So like, I think podcasting is actually the new thing for cleaning ladies because I think nowadays we live in a place that... Like, we can assume that some types of works are, you know, boring. And it's fine for you to have something else with you, just like the work. Mm -hmm. So, actually, that's why it reminds me of the cleaning lazy life, because you said, like, there's at least three hours of your daytime during uh, work that you can do your stuff while still doing something else like listen to a podcast or listen to music yeah which i think it, it is something that actually this whole idea that you have to be so hyper focused on, on on the job and you can't do anything else like the whole idea that factories basically were designed as prisons and stuff like that I, i'm glad that, that we're now more flexible with stuff like this but obviously it depends on the job. Like obviously when the bar is open, you can't really do this stuff because you have you know have to do with clients. Like obviously like something that Justin does, he can't do that. Like I can't do that really. Like editing, uh, like uh, audio is part of the editing process. Like I, I can't listen to anything else while I'm working because if not, I'm going to fucking go crazy. Yeah. So obviously it depends on the job. Like at least like thinking on bars or restaurants like like at least bars uh, I think I would believe that your bar has a television and also music oh yes of course yeah yeah so I think that would be a, I'm not, a, a like, good in thing in the bar what yeah for the most part I'm not in the bar while it's open well like while I'm there we have music going we have one two three like nine or ten televisions going at any one time. On mute. Uh, yeah, on mute. Except for if there's live, like if uh, uh, the Sports. blue bombers, the blue bombers are playing, or if the jets are playing, or something like that. Or mm -hmm. if there's like a, a big event, like Olympics or something like that's going on, we can we'll put the uh, we'll put the television on instead. But we have like a jukebox, so every time like the the television is going. And we have speakers going. We're not making money because the jukebox isn't getting played and stuff like that. So, mm. um, yeah, I would rather not have uh, like the television playing or whatever at any one time. Like mm -hmm. not at least not at least through the speakers. So I think that's that's a good point. That makes like jobs are always going to be jobs, no matter how much you like them. Look, I do stuff that I, I like, but they're still like job. They're called job for us, called work for us. But like even study, like. Like when I think about podcasts and music, even like my brain can function with reading and listen to music at all. I can't. I either have had to have my ears listen to paying attention to something, or my eyes reading to something. Like if I try to mix both, yeah. so like podcast and reading for me it can't happen. I am going to either stop paying attention to what I'm reading or stop paying attention. What I am, um, what I'm listening to, and I have uh, even conversation like star 
hates me how easily distracted I get if I, like she tries to talk to me while I'm listening to something. <laughs> like my brain can't function with this. Mm-hmm. Like even I don't know if that happened to you, but like even music, even for me, it was very difficult to concentrate to study, even like listen to music. I, I know that it is something that is very common between people, like study and listen to something but like even for me that was hard you know like i would there are some times that for me to be is like i'll put like some like a video game soundtrack not a very complex one basically like i would have like a long play like an extended version like 30 minutes but like just basically two minutes in a loop like something that is is like a the background super, noise the, the super mario song going in a loop for two hours do 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 Something like that, something that that wasn't that, that very distracting. Like uh, I, I know that like lo-fi live videos in YouTube are fucking huge. Right. Like people are, do this crazy mixtapes for studying for work, but like for me, sometimes I I can't I, I can't I can't like even like it can't be so much distracting for me. Like for work, like in basically. It is impossible to do. I love it. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine. I think I do a lot more. Like, for for my job, I deal a lot more with numbers, so I can mm. always have I can always have music. It's, it's not like I'm reading and stuff. Plus, I've been doing this for so long, Danny. Everything, oh, yeah. everything becomes. It, so it much gets mechanical. Yeah, it gets 100%. mechanical. But like when you when like back back at school, like when you study, if you study, like it doesn't seem like you study, guy. <laughs> I would listen to music and stuff like that too. Oh yeah, I would just listen to music. I wouldn't. I I I you know, I would listen to music when I study. Sure, except I would mm-hmm. cut out the whole part about studying. Oh yeah, so yeah, I'd just of course. Who gives a shit? Yeah, like studying such like. Uh... Uh, I really believe, like, it's the same thing about the clean ladies and the TV and the podcast and, and chores that uh, there are some people that say that after my generation dies, so mm-hmm. we're talking about in 50, 60 years from now, like mm-hmm. taking that the average human life is 80 something. There are some studies I never believe that the I the, the average IQ of the human population is going to die. It's going I to think, decrease. I think it's, it's going been, to I think it's been decreasing for a long time. Like, but at the same time, like I think people forget what IQ actually measures. Measures. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I never did ability, an IQ test in my entire it's, life. It's the ability to solve puzzles. And now people just can't do two things at once it's like that's basically what an iq does it's like, can you do two things at once like do, do you feel that, that that people are getting dumber yep like it's something that and why you think is that and and, right. and it's not, and let, let's let let's be fair it's not just one generation it's like oh all the kids these days are getting dumber no 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 uh, as the people my age people learn me everyone's getting dumber I okay but so you don't think it's like oh in my time people is more like you no. think that's has is a long process like yeah and why yeah. you think is the main cause of that? No idea. Uh, if no. I knew what the if I knew what the main cause was, uh, it, it'd be an easy fix. Like if I'm the guy who's to figure it out, it's like guys, I know exactly what it is. Well, I, I think I, I, I think we'd be in a lot of trouble. 
Um, like my, go ahead. Like my mother is a teacher, yeah. so education was a big deal growing up. Like education, I've been, yeah. Like no, education is important, of course. If you're looking, especially to get into trades and stuff like that, it's important. I was talking with Josh. Like Josh is still finishing his education. Like I remember, like I'll be honest, I really started just working, just working. So I'm not. Uh, after I graduated, that has been five years ago. Mm-hmm. Just five years ago, and I'm going to be thirty in two weeks and a half. Unbelievable. Yeah, like uh, of course I didn't start working after I graduated. I started work while. Still considered late. That was still considered. I know that that's considered late for a lot of people. I don't know what the hell happened there. I don't know. All right. Uh, but I think that's still considered a little bit late for some people that uh, I started working like after my 20s. Mm-hmm. Like uh, my parents didn't really like, like they wouldn't push for like, I oh, have to like do some work or like part time jobs. And, like they really wanted me to focus on study. I think my mom especially there, because there are, they had two people employed at that time. It's like, uh, yeah, they were like, uh, you know, you're fine. No, like, it, mm, my parents are divorcing the woods too, so my mom, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and, yeah, my father did help financially and other family stuff. But, like, my mom, I think it was important for her because she, like I said, she's the only woman of her, like, family that actually got a degree and actually worked for a little. Mm-hmm. My aunt, my mom has two sisters, they're housewives. Yeah. They didn't have a pay the bill in their entire lives. And then if my mom, mom ever They don't even this, have to clean. They don't even have to clean. They got people to come in to do that stuff. Like yeah, like I uh I unbelievable. Like I don't I have a good relationship with my mom, but like sometimes when we would argue like like do you think because my mom would say, Oh my my like my mother's love, of course, divorce and stuff like that. Like for a rather conservative family, that's not a good thing. Like my mom, and sometimes I know even my fr- my mom's friends would say, like, and you think that you had the worst life? Like, can you imagine? Like, I-, I can't imagine having a life that my aunts have. They don't do anything. I'd hate it. The sedentary. Like, the sedentary. They life. don't know how to pay a bill. They don't know how to pay a bill. They don't know how to download like an app. And pay a bill, and like scan like a uh, barcode or anything, and pay a bill. Or they didn't even had to ever go to the bank to get money. The the husband would get give them like the money. Like they wouldn't have like and like. So and what still, would you do? You don't clean. Like, you don't it's cook. Still, it's 1948 in Brazil. Is is what you're saying? Sometimes, like for some families, it still is. Unbelievable. You don't cook. You don't clean. Like one of my aunts actually do cook. At least <laughs> she has something to do. But like nothing much. Like besides that, you don't clean. You don't cook. You don't work. What's what do you point? fucking do in your life? Yeah. What's the point? You're basically a pet. Like my like, uh, of course my mom got got extras with work and money and stuff. But like at least we had the life, you know, and. uh I think the whole thing about edu- like 
I mean, like, my father, like, education was also very important. Like, he supported financially most of it, let's be frank. But, like, I think my father, for him, it was more important, like, more in a primary process. I should get a more education, get a degree, better jobs, better money. Like, mm-hmm. not because my father has this whole intellectual thing. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I, when I was younger, I liked to annoy him that I was always better at school than he was <laughs> his entire life. And he was never a fan of that, uh, like because he he never like he has a son that has a little bit of an intellectual side. Let's say so I'm, I'm an intelligent guy. Like Star doesn't like me because of my exquisite personalities. <laughs> Kidding. She also loves me because of my my exquisite personality. But like, mm. uh, like for me, the biggest problem is because I spent so much time on my life. Like I've been going to turn thirty. Uh, not, not very soon, and like almost like twenty five years of that was basically having studying and going to classes and graduating, like as the the main point. So like I and I still like some more academical intellectual stuff to this day. Like it was a personal choice, not going to like a post degree, like a master's or a PhD, like because. I don't like the academic life. I've never seen myself as a teacher or writing books or anything like that. That's why I chose not to, mm-hmm. even though I knew that I had potential to do that. Sure. Uh, I think the main problem is that, especially nowadays, it's extremely easy to access information. It's the most, it's the easiest thing to do. Everybody has a cell phone. Everybody can go to Google. So it's not like as it was back in your time that you had to go to a library and you know, get an encyclopedia and stuff, how right? No, but that actually, that's how you did it back in the day, right? No, I just bothered not doing it. <laughs> oh, you bothered not, but if you had to do it, if you had no other choice, that's how you would do it. Well, it'd be at the school. I, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't imagine. I don't know too many people that actually went to the library, like the school provided what you needed. Yeah. So. Uh, but I would say, like, the problem is, like, how we're perceiving education, because I still think that we haven't more than I, and I, I know this because this is a recurring discussion with, like, people that you know, specialize about education and stuff, especially, like, when you go past alphabetization and stuff like that, when you go past, like, learning how to read, how to do simple math, like, I think the matter is that for so long, studying was that encyclopedic thing that how you measure intelligence, how you manage knowledge is basically you retaining information and knowing how to answer proper questions. Yeah. Uh, and I think that has gotten a little bit out of hand because I remember to this day, because like I said, like in, in Brazil, you had fundamental school, then you have three years of high school, and for you to go to a college or university, you have to take a test. There are different tests that, that you can take depending where you want to go. Uh, but if you fail at that, like your your school grades doesn't really matter in Brazil. It's more like how you do well in the test. So yeah. if you fail to do that and you can afford it, you have to go to the preparation cost for the test. Is basically, like I said, like would be a, like a fourth, fifth year of high school, I went there for two years, which is basically a very intensive high school stuff. Uh, 
And I remember to this day, one of my biologist uh, teachers, he, he teaches the most boring part of biology that is like plants, botanic. Oh, you weren't right. a you weren't a fan of pistols and stamens. Yeah, so or, like or photosynthesis. Like photosynthesis is easy. Like we're talking about like how plants reproduce and how yeah, and you I, need to I know. Just, I just said how with pistols and stamens. Like you'd have to like, and he, and like he was a guy that like he showed me, and I'll never forget to this day that one of the questions that pop up on the test for enter to college was the exact same question that South Koreans in biology uh, class in, in universities would have like in the second semester. So they would be asking high schoolers a knowledge deep that a fucking South Korean person, which has better education than Brazil, had to do like that. It would have if they're doing like they're, they're studying, they are majoring about biology, they having degree, they are trying to become biologists and stuff like that. So things got a little bit out of hand, like that. Why a high schooler has to do like has to know that much stuff about plants, especially if they're not going to perceive a career in sciences and, and biology. So like, even though I am a big fan, I do believe that is, it is uh, necessary for us to have like a base knowledge so we don't become flat offers. Like I do believe that <laughs> the fact that, that Mm-hmm. No, I really do believe. It. I think that the feather, the, the, the flat earth is in the world in a significant amount, is a showing that the education worldwide has failed because there are flat earths in America, in Canada, in Brazil, in South Korea, in Japan, China, in whatever you look, you're going to find a flat earth. I think that's the most evidence that that that, that encyclopedic system has failed because. We are putting so much information that's sometimes not necessary for young people. We are like oppressing them to have that memorize uh, to to a certain extent, and but even say basic stuff they're failing to have. So it, it is the same time that you, you, you're not doing the basics, you're not doing the bare minimum correctly, and at the same time, you're trying to do more than that. And I see that, like, when I talk about education, like in America, so I would see that there will be similarities, like, in America. So it's not just a Brazilian thing. So, like, I, I, I would say that people are getting dumber because knowledge is not necessarily knowing a lot about stuff. Not necessarily having the best answers, having how to do the best questions. is more about critical thinking, is more about like, because like most of life you don't have answers for fucking anything. <laughs> you have more questions as you get older. I think a problem with people getting dumber is that people only want to f- f- like really study and really go after things that only interest them. People have become very narrow-minded. It's, it, it, you see it in politics. You see it in everything. Like only what, like only what I believe is right should be right. And I think that's what makes people dumb. 
Now, there, there is a whole syndrome that I don't, don't remember the case that we now have a lot of people that have the syndrome that they think they're intelligent, they refuse to think they're dumb, and the fact that the people uh, try to convince them otherwise and try to make them have more open mind makes them even more narrowed and in and in the process even dumber. I think that's that's a part of that. But I also think it's a part of people having to understand like what really is the basic cultural knowledge that you need to have about the basic steps from reading to writing to mathematics to the different aspects of uh, the fields of sciences to different fields of of uh you know the local thing like american like uh literature english literature brazilian literature like you had to have some so it's the same time a scientific basis same time a mathematical basis sometimes a cultural basis but at the same time like a lot of the reasons why people get so narrow view about fucking politics is because they never really had politics class. They haven't really had good sociology class. They have a good philosophy class. There are even people that I know that think that schools should teach not much, not much, but a bare minimum of audiovisual knowledge because everybody's life is audiovisual now. Everybody watches TV, everybody watches movies, everybody's on their fucking cell phone, everybody's playing video games. Everybody listens to music. Like, the fact that you don't learn anything about that in school, it's kind of insane, even though your life is busy dealing with fucking screens all the time. Well, I think it's provided, but you have to actually opt into going to see it. It's not just, it's just not, it's not a required course. It's a course you could take while you're in yeah, school. Yeah, but... look, I'm not an audiovisual guy, and I don't think that people should, like, I, maybe a little bit of basics, I don't think it would be, that bad including like in that basic knowledge stuff but like i i really think it is that equation like how much basic stuff you have like the bare minimal what you really need to have to be a human being to not be a fucking flat earther but also things like at some point you have to specify like I don't believe that high school should have a same level of education. Like, of course, I'm seeing from Brazilian experience, of course, uh-huh. that basically had own fundamental school. Like, I, I believe that at some point, like the te- the teenager, even though he's young, he he might have a good idea what he likes, he doesn't like. Like, a guy that is more into music. He doesn't need to know that much about physics. He needs to know something to not become a flat earther. But he doesn't need to know a lot. He doesn't need to know about chemistry. He doesn't need to know about biology. Because guess what? That knowledge is going to get away. That's time wasted. That's money wasted. Like, not going anywhere. The person is going to forget. But that person should have more access to different art classes. And special music classes. Like, if a person wants to be a scientist, like, that person is not going to take a philosophy class necessarily he's not going to care about history or geography or or philosophy or social sociology sometimes not even that much about math depending on what they, they want like if a person wants to just like stuff about finances engineers they're like the same way i do believe that unfortunately 
we don't know how to solve this. That's why people are getting the numbers. So they're failing their basic knowledge and at the same time, they're not getting too much opportunity to specialize in that. I think it's been the same way ever since. Uh, I, I don't think it's uh, anything changes or whatever with these days and stuff like that. I think, uh, yeah, it's, people people can figure them, themselves out. Like people, I think I think the internet and things like Facebook and stuff like that has uh, uh, molded people into thinking that uh, their one way is right and stuff like that. And I think I, I think I think school media. I think I think school is important. Uh, to show not, like to not just streamline. If someone wants to be a scientist, great. But also, here's English. Here's algebra. Here's a different kind of science you might not. Here's phys ed. Make sure that you're active and stuff like that. I think that's what school is important. It's like sure you're interested in this and you want to go into this. That's what university's for. I, I don't think you, high school I, and stuff I, is, is to provide all types of education. Educate them on as many things as possible. I would say I would say that uh, yes, college is obviously for for the specific stuff. But I would say that I would think that high school is a time that doesn't need to be as broad. I think fundamental school, like the, the early days, is, has to be more broad. Like I don't think the cause that people are getting Denver is because of uh, social media. I think it's just like a symptom, basically, of a major problem. Hmm. But like. I do believe that some, uh, when you talk about like people getting there, like I think some society like aspect, like how the world works, how how the economy works, how the politics work, like stuff like that, they are important. Like they are like I like I think they are more important than you knowing how to solve a thirty degree equation or something. I think that. People having access to that in the early age help them develop critical thinking because, like, basically becoming an error view is basically you don't develop critical thinking. You don't have like you don't you're not educated to go forward towards learning new stuff, to rethinking stuff that you do to like critical thinking, basically. I think the stuff with uh, algebra and you're talking about 30 step equations and stuff like that. It's like, fine. What that does is just teaches you problem solving. How do you solve this problem? Which yeah. is again, what the intelligent quotient is, how are you going to solve this problem? How, how mm -hmm. does, how can you fix this puzzle and stuff like that? It's just like all that stuff, like you won't, like everyone says, you'll never need this stuff. Everybody who goes through high school says, I'll never need this. You always need it. It's just it just like because you've learned this, you have you apply it in other ways. It, it, you might not even know about it, but the way you solve a problem is always going to be there. The ability to solve a problem. I have to hire so many fucking people that just can't see, figure out the simplest problems. Every mm -hmm. like there's so like these are f sometimes 50 year old people, 50 something year old people have to come to me about everything. It's like I don't know. Like I like 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 just say changing the paper on the till. It's like how many times have you done this? They've done this so they should have done this so many times by now that I'm. It, that's the most frustrating part of my job is when I have to show them how to do this stuff again 
And I've had mm -hmm. people that have worked for me for years doing this. You need this stuff. Like, and, and none of these guys, like, it's not a, like, none of these guys are, have any degrees. Let's just say that. Okay. It's fine. You have to be able to solve problems. Oh, yeah, but, like, what I'm talking about is more specific. Like, I'm not saying that people shouldn't learn algebra. Like, I actually like math. Like, there was a point in my life that I hated math, and there was a point in my life that I love math. Oh, but wow. I think that there is a point, and I think that point is not figuring out what something that you have to do to be a human being, to be functional, and when it's just, like, wasteful information. Like, especially in uh, nowadays... And we haven't still adapted that, that having access to information is the easiest thing to do. Knowledge is not just retaining information. It's yeah. more about that. Like, yes, algebra and logic, like, this is going to make you be better problem solved, obviously. But, like, is that occasion that I think, it, like, it has to be more, making a more interesting way for people because the days of like being a teacher, a blackboard and you take notes, like that can just be it. It has to be something more. Especially we're talking about fucking kids. Like we are co you're competing with Facebook, with music, with movies, with streaming video games, like you, you really think that you're going to engage those kids uh, with something that is important to their lives if you don't do it in a way that is fucking all boring. There's no way that a teacher should ever have to compete with that stuff. That's a failure on the parents. Teaching has gone around. Like that profession has been around. So like you didn't like studying. That was, you didn't like studying as a kid. That was a failure of your parents. I did pay attention in school. I didn't have Facebook or anything like that. Like I, I just paid attention. I didn't study because I paid attention. Like you're given time in class to do all this work. I don't know. I think it's more complex than that. Like I and look, I, I yes, I do think of course parenting, uh, like education spark or parenting and for like parenting is more about behavior, is about more values, is about more like discipline and things right and warm like it's more about lifestyle like i don't think parent like i am not a fan of homeschooling like a parent like having to teach you math it's the like worst. no 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 things has to be different you know like do these people that want to homeschool their kids understand that these kids aren't staying at home for the rest of their lives they have to interact huh. with people they need to know how to do that yeah, and the whole social it's, it's, part of yeah, school. It, it is not, it's just not a, a, a thing where people just know how to do it. It's a skill that's learned. It's learned through school. This is how you learn to interact with people. I'm just saying that school and college, they have to rethink stuff, especially when not a lot of stuff you can learn now watching YouTube. So, no, yes, you can. You can you can yeah, learn of course. shit ton of the stuff I, just walking again. YouTube. There's a whole civilization of the earth that's did it well before you know 2005, whenever YouTube started. So. Yeah. So, but now, so school has to be better than YouTube. 
That's what I'm saying. Like, so you can't just be encyclopedical. You have that, to be better than YouTube. Yeah, it's got to be a spot where, you know, you're like when you go in, that's when social media stuff, that's when computers stop. Just stop and listen. And that's got to be a, it's got to be a place where that just happens. When people yeah, learn, but... you just stop and you, this is, this is your job. Like as a kid, this is your job. This is where you, yeah. you're going to spend seven hours here or whatever it is. This is your job is just to shut the shit up and listen and yeah. get off your computer. Like you can, you guys have tons of time to hang out with your friends and stuff like that. God knows I didn't. I spent more time hanging out with No, my but I also think like class. it's not just fault of the kids. Like it's, I'm not blaming teachers either. Like I just think it's the system itself. Like the, the, the teachers should be able to teach stuff in a more interesting way than just, hey, memorize all a bunch of this stuff and by the end of the month we're going to give you a test and see if you actually still memorize yeah. knowledge is not just memorizing information oh no it's more it's, than that yeah it's the, it's the practical use of it but uh like the way you're talking like i just like i just see idiocracy in my head and I just think we're slowly going towards that. There was a time where people actually uh, like tried to achieve stuff. And now I think that that level is so baseline. Yeah, but that's also part of, of the, 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 the education process. Yes, there, there, there is a recent study there I saw that America, that like they, they go to kids in America and they say, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a fucking YouTube. That's the growing life. Look, we are YouTubers too. Yeah, I was gonna say, but we, who, are, who wants to be on YouTube? Yeah, like, like I think school also should be the place that, yeah, you can also be there, but there, there's more life than like, Sometimes you know, YouTuber being YouTuber is not even like the the worst thing. Like like you still have to create content. You still have like you have to be able to speak. You have to be able to write. You have to be able to do technical stuff. Actually, like it, it's actually it is. Uh, there's level com complexity to be a YouTuber, but like, there's people that just want to be influencers. Yeah. They want they think that they're just going to post photos on Instagram and they paid for it. It's the easy way for some people, and yeah, I, I've never understood it, but you know, it's a thing. Like, I think it's it's cool. It's about perspective. That's why people are paying back... you money. If people want to pay you money to be a stupid idiot, and that's your entire job, then fine, good, good for you. As long as you're getting paid to do it, who cares? But when, when it gets to the point where you start becoming dangerous to uh, not only yourself but the people around you, just with the idiotic ideas but you're an influencer then th that's when it becomes a problem yeah anyway that was a fun show yeah uh we went way over two hours today yeah yeah this isn't quite the uh the the josh episode you did when i was mm -hmm. uh, not even on the my own show uh yeah. but we were getting to that point and i didn't you know it's coming up you're gonna be 30 yeah. years old you're gonna be 30 soon Yes. We're, gonna talk, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that maybe more uh, in a few in the, weeks in the in the coming weeks here. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there there's some there's some questions. I I remember when I turned thirty. It's like it was only yesterday. 
Because yeah, I'm it now was. now I've decided I'm only 30 years old. It was 200 years ago. How freaking dare you? Uh, anything that you wanted to uh, plug before we get out of here, Danny? No, just come here in the show, watch the, the recent reviews of Secret Invasion, Open Armor that I did. Yeah. And watch Starting Eleven with you and all that good stuff. Yeah, that's always good. Uh, okay, guys. So we will see you back here. Maybe will it be another supersized episode next week? Uh, who knows? Yeah. Maybe who knows? We don't know. It wasn't supposed to be this week. All right, thanks, guys. We'll, we'll talk to you uh, later. Later. Yeah.